to Thursday night at the Speakeasy Cafe. We would like to invite you to take the stage for the Sound of Ink Open Mic Poetry Night. Now, let's get started. I want your ink in our ears. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Speakeasy Cafe show. Uh, <laughs> the number to call in for tonight's show is going to be 646-595-3965. As you might have guessed, I am not Nyla Alicia. My name is Christopher Ryan. I'm going to be taking over the show for tonight as Nyla is busy playing Unruly Woman up on the mountain and digging for gold. Um, if we are lucky, she might come down from the mountain momentarily and hang out with us. And, yeah, we'll see how that goes. I'm going to apologize right off the bat because I am trying to convince my body that it is not a regular thing for me to cover overnight shifts and that I am solely powering myself through all of today with a bunch of energy drinks. And nobody will be able to tell. No clues. Okay, so first things first, I am going to go over a couple of things. Uh, Nyla did want to throw it out there. She wanted to thank the sponsors who helped cover a portion of the 2023 broadcasting license. And I have that list right here. That is going to be Annabelle Ashire, Anthony Arnold, Kuhn, Debbie Kelly, Douglas Curry, George Wiley, Gary and Noreen Snyder, Jade Mist, Jessica Brooke, Karen Dwight, Kristen Riley, Krissa Jopek, Chris's dog, T.S. Elliott, Lori Bindner, Lynn Perkins, Martha Shestick, Michael Emerald, Missy and Jimmy Ray Davis, Pineapple the 16th, Rebel Jones, Rich Hathaway, Robert and May Ryan, Galloway, Timothy Milton. And I do want to thank all those that did make any anonymous donations in the memory of some of the poets that we've lost over the years. Uh, that would be Melvin Douglas Johnson, Philip Kent Church, John Case, Ray Neighbors, Rick Smith II, Glenn Still, Charles C.B. Banks, King's Cadence, Deep Enough, and Joe the Poet. All right. So normally we do start off the show with a recording, and I think this week I'm going to go with, I'm looking at Edwin Botany, When a Boy Tells You He Loves You. When a boy tells you he loves you, it'll be the first time you hear this. It is late, and he isn't even there to tell you this in person, but instead, from a car ride home from a bar in Chicago, he is there on business. And of course you will smile, because he sounds like he means it. Because you believe him, because a boy has never handed those words to you like crushed blackberries in the palms of his hands firm, young, Full, waiting to taste sweet with you, his arms, creeping vines, begging to touch the sun in your face, saying, Here, take everything I have ever touched to be closer to you. 
his breath waiting to be folded into a love note passed in between the nape of your neck and his front teeth. He will remember the time you told him you felt safe in his mouth and he will never grow hungry, just distant. When a boy tells you he loves you, you will hear music, the voice of your past lovers dancing up your throat, your stomach, and after hours cabaret still waiting on the last call. That was when you learned that when a boy says, I love you, he means I am getting ready to be inconsistent with you now. This boy will tell you that he loves you. Not long after he had you waiting for two hours in front of a cocktail lounge, patience is something you were working on, but no, not for him. When he asks you to tell him that you love him back, you will be in the car in the parking lot of a late-night diner. You will watch the words fall into your lap like a spilled glass of white wine. You remember the day your courier pigeon heart got lost in the wind because that was a message it did not know how or where to carry, and one by one the boys have fallen as silently as the birds do. So eloquently they used to speak until I asked the questions that broke them into ghosts, that bled me into a corpse with so many questions of my own for the soil, but their tongues do not know simple, the things I should be hearing, the things that will make us living men in this time of insatiable yet dying lovers. When a boy tells you he loves you, only to become silent like a folded sheet of tissue paper, not wanting you to decrease him into the truth, do not crack your face into the fullest crescent moon at the tapered bottom of a blackened sky. He never meant a single word of any of it. He is just a boy, remember? He is just another silly, sad boy. Remember? All right, that was Edwin Bodney with When a Boy Tells You He Loves You. All right, I would be a tad remiss if I did not throw out that uh, the poetry contest has been extended until August 17th, which is right around the corner. Uh, keep in mind that these are poems for a place. Please post this on Nyla's page in order to be eligible for the drawing. Now, what comes next is, of course, you guys. Number is 646-595-3965. I do take callers in the order that you call in, so please listen for your area code. Make sure that you introduce yourself and know that you can read uh, one to two poems. Give out your URL. Let people know how they can find you. Come give you some feedback, some love. Hope give you some constructive criticism. And last but not least, this show does have a mature rating. It does mean that just about anything goes except for hardcore erotica. Please, no tab A into spot B, no bump and barty parts, none of that super graphic stuff. Take them for children. All right. So just to let you all know, the first three callers in tonight's lineup are going to be area codes 70231 and 850. Now, I am going to see how this goes. I'm going to get this one person on and see if I get to live through the night. Rar. Rar. Oh, dear. Rar. Oh, dear. <laughs> I made it. I got off the mountain. <laughs> <laughs> I came down to hang out with you. 
It is very much appreciated. I think I will need the assistance tonight. How are you doing, Ms. Nyla? I'm doing huh. awesome. So guess what happened last night? Uh, you encountered a Bigfoot, and you hogtied it, and now the world will know. It's my bitch. Oh, shit. <laughs> no, I was sleeping in my tent, huh. and I woke up at like 12.01 at night. Uh-huh. And by this, the most horrific, terrible scream, right? Like something was mm. just, oh, it was horrible scream. And then there was a bunch of panicky type short, real short screams after that, and then we heard the cougar. And it was quite a ways away, so it wasn't near our camp this year, that we heard the cougar make a kill. I heard the cougar make a kill last night. It was freaking insane. Insane. So I I curled up on my air mattress, and I had my, I had my, I pissed off because I left my shotgun in the truck, which I will never do again. (laughs) I had my nine millimeter and I had my bear spray and I had my air horn and my flashlight and my merging dragons game all sitting there and like couldn't sleep. So I stayed up half the night playing merging dragons, holding my air horn in my hand. That is what is going to beat off all the wild animals is merging dragons. Right. If I know how to do that, I can do anything. Uh, Yeah. But no cell service up there. So I drove into town, and Mm. I'm hoping that the cell service here where I'm at right now is going to be sufficient enough to hold me over for the show so I can hang out with you guys because I miss you. Y'all are worth coming down off a mountain for. All right. Since it is really your show, and I'm just here to work the no, board. No, no, I no, 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 no. That is absolutely not what's going to happen. I am your co-host. No, 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 <laughs> no. When a girl says no, it means no. Wow. I am your co-host. I want to listen to you host, and I'm your co-host. You get to bring callers on. You get to talk to them. You get to comment, and then I'll comment. Oh yeah. I'm going to pay for this later, you guys. Hi. I'm pretty sure you asked me to do this as a favor for you, but I'm and you agree, so caller. you know, responsibility I'm for going your to actions. I'm going bring on our first caller, and they are <laughs> going to read some of their poetry on this open mic poetry show. So, without further it's not ado, the, not the Christopher and I look at each other show. <laughs> area code seven zero two, you are on the air. Christopher, how you doing? Give me Ray Davis. I'm doing it. good. How are you doing, now, Jimmy? I'm doing great, but I think we need to. It's fortunate that you got me in first because I think we can clear something up here. Um, this uh, purported co-host of yours. Uh, Here's the thing, Christopher, just between me and you, how do we really know it's her? You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. With AI, anybody could call in and pretend to be Nyla. I happen to know she's still on the mountain, so let's be real careful mm-hmm. with this co-host. So ask me something that only I would know, Jimmy. In fact, I know it's Jimmy. You didn't even say your name yet, did you? I said Jimmy, I said Jimmy Ray Davis, word yep. machine. Oh. <laughs> okay, all right. Christopher, so, Christopher knows. Yeah. He's hosting it, right? Ask me something that only I would know. All right. 
What was Nyla's name on MySpace? Spirit Wild. Uh, yeah, she's also in my poem. All right, we'll let it go for now. Uh, <laughs> so, Christopher, tonight I have brought um, two poems. One is an old one from the MySpace days, and I thought it would be fun. Uh, the other one I've, I read um, last year on the show, but I brought it back because I think both of these kind of showcase um, two different styles of the word machinist. And uh, so one of them is more methodical, it's slower, and the other one is, as Nyla, the real Nyla would know, my old uh, rapid-fire poetry. So this first one is called Dime Store Indian. Please don't leave as you're crying. I want a picture you leaning on the porch rail, stormy summer night. These aren't tears in my eyes. It's only my soul bleeding. Just can't make the words come out right. Well, I feel like my tractor broken down since October, and the booze seems to numb my aching head. I can see through your nightgown. Moonlight shining down. You might be gone tomorrow, but I hope you'll spend the night. Oh, the dreams are all scattered, dead leaves in the wind, and the mournful have fallen for your lies once before. All the pine trees are lonesome, just dime store Indians, or they were carved, put in place, then ignored. Never believe when the huckster says he can heal you. He's a shyster who's never known true love, only sin. Please don't cry as you're leaving and my pumping heart is bleeding. I'll be just another forgotten dime store in the end. End poem. Like, even just the way that you're reading it, it, it's very different from your more recent stuff. Like, (laughs) the tone of it, both in terms of the writing and in your delivery, doesn't come across as Brooks. Like, it's not that good old man on the mountain type of feel. Well, you have to remember, too, Christopher, I am writing extensively and posting every day. So, unfortunately, I only get to share... Mm -hmm eight of those uh, on Speakeasy uh, for each month. Um, so th- there's uh, – I, I do have some other ones uh, that are paced similarly. But, uh, yeah, it's, 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 I think it's fun to change the, te- the tempos and the rhyme schemes. Um, and that's what I think we as writers uh, can really benefit from, not just doing the haiku and, and such as I love and really um, exercise with some of those classic styles, but – uh, just really break the boundaries and, and go places you haven't been, you know, do something fast, do something slow, short, long, about so many different subjects. I mean, there, there's no the – only, our only limit is our own imaginations. So. Very much so. Now, 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 now this next – a nice little snapshot of, of your art at the time. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. It really is. Um, Nyla, did you have any feedback on that one? Or? I thought it was awesome. That's my okay. co-host's reply. 
I'll take it. And you guys will have, hopefully, <laughs> I'll get through this next one. This is this is one that's easy to blunder because it's a quickie. Um, well, it's a long, but a quickie, a fast one. Um, this is called Manic. This is from 2006, MySpace days. <clears throat> I'm going to try to do it without flubbing it. We'll see what happens. Bludgeoned by a cudgel as the parasite snuggled deep in my psyche. Like a homeless islander in Waikiki, can you see the pool of faces, the traces that are of me, and yet sunset reveals a field of strangers. Sense the danger of opening the spleen of Pandora boxes with locks, and what of the serpent in the lock by the shadowed castle, paddled with one oar, sure to abhor the shore and shun evermore this ancient lore by which the twitch of a finger lingers like a stain on a blessed... Bigger than a mountain, the fountain in my heart apart as we are starting to mend the houses and apartments. Compartmental passiveness fastens, yes, to the tree and beleaguered am I to thee. Can't find sanctuary in what or who I believe. Wipe the sleeve on grieved brow. And how can you stay in the now plowing tendered rows of ghosts under the nose of Seth Baker, a Quaker, and the only lonely excuse for the caboose of law around in these parts. Hearts broken, parts spoken beneath the legacy bequeathed. The knife sheathed, the haggard dagger razor sharp to cut the billowing pillow like blister. Kissed her but missed her after the first burst of the damn cursed. Riding off in a hearse to the tune of Van the Man's Wild Night. Or was it Cougar? Carried the Ruger up to the shed. Bodies inside decomposed. The roses masked the chosen. Senses once open closing. The old factory is shut down. The town is dark. What now? Sit straight as an arrow in my beat-up Camaro. Heat up the marrow, but the fucking heaters broke. No more coke or acid rock dreams. In between the seams of consciousness, a test. Still no sign of you on the hill. Your dresses and blonde tresses a mist. In this forlorn, stillborn land, acorn crunches underfoot, and the soot of ashy winds tell tales minor spin, and the hope that someday I'll see you again. And Paul. Oh, man. That was freaking amazing. Uh, that <laughs> frantic energy throughout the entire thing just kind of like carries you throughout the whole piece. Um, I, I have to ask, though, how many times do you have to practice that one before you actually perform it? You know, you're not you're you're probably not going to believe it, and and I, I guess it's a blessing. But I I recorded this, I pulled it up, I, I found it on on uh, my MySpace files. I pulled it up last week, made a video out of it, uh, recorded it in one take, and then did it tonight. It's the only two times I've done it. Holy moly! I'm I'm. I'm <laughs> I'm a pretty good reader. Now, I did, I did, there was, uh, when I put, uh, let's see, towards the end, uh, it was unconsciousness, unconsciousness, not consciousness. Uh, but, you know, as, as we always say, when you flub, you just keep going. So, uh, but those are fun. Those are like- I am honestly amazed because, yeah, going at that pace and with that delivery, that just seems so ripe to, to trip up throughout any part of that. that was right. Thanks, man. Yeah, and it's another. It's just it's one of those. I I have quite a few of them uh, from back then, like that, where a whole ton of internal rhyming, uh, because you know when you're doing something at that pace, it's other than being rapid paced to get more out of it than just the rapid pace, you get that internal rhyming going, and then it kind of gets a flow to it, uh, in addition to just the speed alone. So. Yeah, a lot of fun to do this. Yeah, there's, there's got to be more to a piece than just the pacing of it. Like, that's impressive, but it, it's 
not enough in my eyes. Like there needs to be more to it for, for it to really be art, for it to really be poetry. Like, okay, anybody can go up there and just kind of like micro-machine man their way through whatever they've written. It, it doesn't have the same weight. Yeah, no, I couldn't I couldn't agree more. Um, you know, and really for me, and it's anything I write, for, and, and this is personally for me, um, it can't be uh, strictly speed. It can't be strictly uh, the rhyme or the flow. It has to really be a combination. Uh, I can break this poem down as I was reading it uh, quietly to myself when I first pulled it up, and there are several aspects of it that actually sew a thread, um, and, and, you know, there are some um, actual uh, – emotions and events sewn into it, uh, but then also um, to just, you got the pop culture reference with Van Morrison's Wild Night. Uh, so really kind of fun all the way around, but uh, yeah, never, uh, never a meaningless piece. It always has to be some meat to it, as we say. Yeah, most of the time I like to jot down little notes on, on lines and turns of phrase in your guys' pieces, but I was not going to try to do that because if I tried, I would have just too much on the writing and lost the flow of it. <laughs> well, I do thank you, Christopher, and uh, your quiet, silent partner there. And um, Wait, I, I'm here. Mm-hmm. You guys wouldn't believe that this happened to <laughs> I think she was polishing some rocks oh. or something. No, can you guys hear me? Probably. Yeah. Nope. Can you hear me now? I was muted. I was muted because, like, I'm sitting here, and I came off the mountain right now, and it's really hot here. It's like 92 <laughs> degrees right now. And so I tried to find this place where I could pull over in the shade so it's nice and cool while I'm sitting here. And there was just, like, this old building, and I parked in the like an old business building, like maybe be a hotel or something. I'm parked next to it under this big tree, and I'm sitting here listening to Jimmy Reed, and all of a sudden this guy with a big beard, this big early guy in the beard comes, and I turn my head, and he's like just standing there with his face in my truck window, <laughs> looking looking at me. He scared okay. the holy hajeebers out of me. And I, and so I had to he's, – he's trying to talk to me, and I keep putting my finger up saying, shh, 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 shh. <laughs> and, and kind of like waving at him going shh, shh, shh. and I hurried real fast and, and I couldn't my screen open because the stupid advertisements keep popping up on my screen I finally got myself oh. muted and then I had to tell him that he goes what are you doing here this I said oh, you shouldn't be back here and I said oh and and I'm and, and I'm on in the radio and, there, and there's poets and 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 I'm, I'm a good girl honest and 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 oh, scared me so bad so I missed the second half, probably I've missed probably about two thirds of that read. But when you started, Jimmy, it was amazing. And one of the things you know this so much because we've been friends for mazillion years is that I love how all of your poems have a life of their own. And when you read them, how you are able to top tap into the vein of the spirit of the poem of what you're writing. And able, you're, I mean, you just breathe life into it. It comes to life. It's like you're a voice actor, you know. And you really bring the emotion and the the feel and the the tangible grittiness out in everything you write. Except for blueberry. Blueberry is a horrible poem. <laughs> well, other than that last uh, shot, uh, thank you, Nyla. Uh, Christopher, uh, no, got... <laughs> blueberry isn't horrible. I just, I'm so sad about blueberry. 
I know. You're never going to get over Blueberry. Uh, but Christopher, thank you, and Nyla, thank you, and uh, there's a lot of poets waiting. So Jimmy Ray Davis, you can catch me on TikTok or Instagram under Word Machinist, and on Facebook, my poetry page is Jimmy Ray Davis Poetry. I also am planning on starting to post text versions of all my poems that I post as videos on my regular Facebook page with a link to the poetry page if you want to see it. You guys have awesome. a wonderful night. Love you, Jimmy. Love you, too. Thank you, Jimmy. Have a good night. Bye. Night. All right. Let me bring on our next caller. Area code 731. You are on the air. Hi, y'all. This is Michael Todd calling from West Tennessee. Hi, Michael hey, Todd. Michael. This is Nyla Alicia on the top of, well, the bottom part of Bohemia Mountain. Anytime you talk about being on top of mountains, that on top of spaghetti comes to my head. <laughs> the kid's song, he sang his granddaughter way back when. So, y'all are both sounded magnificent tonight. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm doing? I'm printing off what I'm going to read here. <clears throat> are you starting us off with uh, someone that you are giving tribute to, or is this going to be one of your own? This will be a 100% tribute, sir. All mm-hmm. right, then. This was written and posted 12 years ago by a friend of mine, good friend of Jimmy Race, too, who was just on. Her name was Marcia Nelson. She passed away a few years ago. She was a good friend to the show. This is called Beyond Reach by Marcia Nelson. Trailing scent of your masculinity follows me on the winds of time. Misty nearness sublime tickles my eyes. Thoughts of you, wetness forms within corners of my dreams, edging closer a longing for hands to dance, feather light, easing my skin, desire heightened. Sigh, remembrance, I am forever consumed. Your fire burns my mind, your light etches my soul, your essence floods my spirit. My fantasy remains untouched, forbidden lover. Tonight, you are beyond reach. Out of sight, but never forgotten. Crescent moon knows that she shares no secrets. Silky azure pool cools me as nighttime shadows descend. End poem. Mm. Uh, I always enjoy the fact that you have been traditionally starting off with someone else's piece. I think it's all the more meaningful if it is someone that can no longer share the piece themselves. So this is very much appreciated. Thank you. I really love the way that she used the, um, because a lot of times when people write about the moon in their poems, it's, you know, like the big full moon and stuff, but I really like the way that she used the crescent moon because it's just like a sliver and you talk about it being, you know, the secret and stuff like that. It, it, I thought that was pretty genius. It just, it, it, 
brought, I don't know what the word I'm trying to think of is, but it really brought a cool, like, a, a spying, a hiding, uh, a feeling to it. I thought using the crescent moon in there was a really good touch. I agree. My grandfather used to call a moon like that, barely holding water. Mm-hmm. Anyway, that was a nice romantic piece, and I really enjoyed that. She could, she could do the romance so very well. Huh. Kind of like the moon lowering its eyes, kind of. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Next, 2007. I wrote this. I don't know why. I don't know what my mood was. I have no idea what happened. Somebody must have really shaken my tree. Anyway, my response is called, Will my best be good enough? Will my best be good enough? Will she fall for my best line? Should I put it to the test or maybe give it a rest? Do I chance it one more time? Will my best be good enough? Should I go with suit and tie? Or wear casual dress, jeans and tees, I'm a mess. Does it really matter? Why try? Will my best be good enough to act laid back? It's folly, a lie. It is substance that matters while I'm putting on airs. Or just wing it and hope to get by. Will my best be good enough? I'm not asking that question again. Wasted thoughts I've scattered. It's the average that matters. No one's at their best all the time. In form. Your best is the best. (laughs) I would like to to think that everybody has experienced that thought of, is my best good enough? And if people haven't, then I kind of think something might be wrong. But having something like that, that is pretty much a universal thought, a universal experience, that's that's something everyone can just instantly Very relatable. To and draw upon. Sweet. Well, now it's time for me to step aside and make room for the real poems. There's a lot of people lined up tonight, I promise you. If anybody wants to come see me, you can find me at mikecodd.blogspot.com, M-Y-K-E-T-O-D-D, because we didn't have spell check on my face. Anyway, y'all have a great evening. Thanks for having me. Next. Thank you, baby. Thank you, Michael. Welcome. Uh, let me bring on our next caller. Next up, we have area code 850. 850, you are on the air. Oh, good evening, y'all. This is the captain of Dead Society Poet. How are y'all doing? Hey, Rich. Hey, hey. I'm going to go ahead and burst your bubble right off the bat. I'm out of refinery I know. and I can't blow the horn. Oh, someday oh. it'll happen. Someday it will happen. <laughs> Yeah. Someday it will. But uh we can anyway, uh, yeah. Uh Christopher, nice to speak with you finally. I haven't 
Uh, I haven't crossed paths with you yet, but uh, nice to meet you. A pleasure, Rich. My uh, uh, my contributions. Uh, I once called them speed bumps, but uh, Nyla has uh, retitled them as hiccups. So uh, my reads don't take but just a just a minute, and I get out of the way. But uh, the uh, I love to, to touch on what you were talking about a minute ago. I've uh, I worry that I write about the moon too much, and uh, hmm. I worry about that. Well, I mean, I could write about it every time, I think, but. I worry about being too cliche about it, and you know, uh, I try to think of a different way to, you know, because we all look up in the sky and see it. But I try to think of a, you know, a different way to explain it, and uh, or a different way I want to create the visual. But either anyway, uh, the first one I'm going to share is titled Nobody's Girl. She dances in a landslide like nobody's girl, loving with her shoes off, bare feet on pine needles, beneath six-set stars, her hair tied back with the moon. No time to recover from summer days blaring down in a swerve where bones are set afire. I tremble behind, trembling, oh, God damn it. Lost behind a trembling veil, ambiance is broken in delicious madness. The wind, our only witness, with quite a story to tell. I dropped my phone, I'm sorry. <laughs> I loved it. <laughs> I was reading from my phone and I friggin' dropped it, I'm sorry. And I thought I could add limit there at the end to do it from memory, but I totally train wrecked it. So my apologies. I thought it was amazing. I think you're writing about me in that poem. You wrote that about me, oh. didn't you? Doesn't it sound like it, Christopher? Nobody's girl, somebody that belongs to everybody and nobody all at the same time. Yeah. Um, I'm dancing kind of high needles and weird mm-hmm. madness and and. Yeah. And the wind, the wind was even in there. Yeah. The wind was the only witness of it. The wind is the only witness to a lot of things I do. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I love that poem. It's like my favorite one you've ever written that I've heard you read. Well, well thank you, ma'am. Oh, let's see. I was... Oh. This one, this here's a little here's a little hiccup for you. I was, oh, I don't know. I guess I was kind of in a mood with this one the other day. Hmm. This is called "Words I've Learned." Minutes hit the ground like a broken string of pearls, and I'm burning through mid- moonlight. I'm burning through moonlight and gas station wine as if there's no tomorrow. Falling right into words I've learned from a world so wrong. Lost between the pages of a love that won't die. Melancholy wins the day when art is a dozen different shades of a dirty joke. Hmm. That's magnificent. 
Thank you, ma'am. Oh, thank you. It, it's got a bit of that, that teenage angst to it, honestly. Like, not what I was well, expecting, but honestly, I well, love the, the feel behind it. Yeah, well, it's got to match my maturity level, so there, there, there we go. <laughs> <laughs> Promise me you'll never grow up. I love you just as you are. According to an ex-wife in Florida, I never will. But, well, you know, uh, she was right about one thing. Dumb for leaving you, but right about one thing. What's that? That you're amazing not growing up. <laughs> well, thank you, thank you. I don't, I don't want to grow up. It's a trap. Uh, it's just, it's a trap. <laughs> right, right. I know, it's right. Uh, just, just taxes and responsibilities and bills and just. You have to wear pants. I've been running around up in the mountains with no pants on for days, and I cannot tell you that is a freedom that people don't get when they're an adult. You're confronting cougars out in the wild without pants. This seems I have like long t-shirts. My long, I've been running. Seriously, I swear to God, I've been running around in long t-shirts and my underwear and flip-flops in the mountains for a week. Uh, yeah. Well, Nyla, I get off the boat Tuesday and go for my time off. So next time will be a tractor call. I love it. So, next, so yeah, much. I love next it. Next time will be a tractor call. <laughs> okay. Oh. Well, I will get out of the way of the uh, rest of the folks waiting, and I appreciate the call and call. Uh, I am all my uh, social media is Dead Society Poet. Oh, uh, that's an obvious rip off because I lack originality. But Dead Society Poet, uh, <laughs> TikTok, Instagram, most active on Instagram, Twitter. I refuse to call it X. Twitter, oh, uh, Facebook, oh, uh, all that, and uh, it's all the same, all the same handle. So, uh, I uh. We'll see y'all next Thursday. <laughs> All right, honey. Thank you. All right, take it easy, y'all. Thank you for calling in. All right, let me bring on our next caller. Next up, we have area code four one nine. Four one nine, you are on the air. Oh shit! Hello, hello. Good evening. I'm Rebel Jones. Nyla running around the woods and the mountains with no pants on. Okay, there's a reason for it. Do you want to know what the reason is? Freedom, baby. Freedom. No, I'm camping up up on a gold claim, a placer claim, where you actually get down in the water and pan gold. And I only brought so many pairs of pants with me. So I'm going down and sitting in a creek panning gold. And I can't, and and so I guess all my pants would be wet. So it's much easier just to go down and sit in the creek in a t-shirt and my underwear. And then I don't get my pants wet. Well, all right now. Right? That's cool. I'm sitting in my truck in boxes and a T-shirt reading poetry, so. <laughs> I want a picture. I don't believe you. <laughs> uh, yeah. I, I need a picture. <laughs> Stop it now. <laughs> It's for science. <laughs> um, good evening, Christopher. 
Good evening. Nyla's usually my Thursday night date, so. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so I'm going to start tonight off drunk. This kind of fucked up home, <laughs> I guess, but I like it. Huh. Um, let me get in my drunk character. <laughs> <laughs> I came in here for a drink, and I left with some unexplainable feelings and things and a not-so-good friend called insanity. You see, I came in here to feel better about myself, but alas, I did not. And as the night continued on, I found myself falling down deep in some more bottles of bad I began to float up in these bubbles filled with tainted thoughts and guilt as I remembered, oh yes, now I remembered all. I had done the blood on my hands. My end was close and soon to come. Visions of tools from my own demise, ropes filled, lasers touch. And then a thought persisted like, what if the devil dream walks with you and screams, stop to you, and time to stop. In this dream, your body falls and just drops in silence for a moment, and the heavens above is the sound of pins drops, and the rings and echoes of a single sound throughout my heart began to race as I ran and I ran, and only seemed to just run in place, going nowhere as this toxic drunkness behind me started aggressively giving chase. I have vomited and shit out all of my secrets, get to the quiet tender of the bar with a look of blank emptiness as his eyes, as his eyes, as I spoke, the storm clouds in my mind then broke as tears ran down my face. But it was too late. The damage was done. My mind and my body were already gone, and so I left with a heavy heart and a mind filled with regret and sorrow. Never again I swore. To let the drink take control of me and lead me down this path of destruction for a friend called insanity is not a friend at all, but a foe who will eventually cause my fall. Face. I uh I'm I'm trying to sit here and follow the poem, but right now I'm picturing you having the exact same experience that Nyla had, and someone just walking up on you, hearing you uh, recite this thing in your your drunk persona in your boxers. And, uh, <laughs> in your drunk. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh my God, that's awesome! In your boxers, wearing your boxers, sitting in your truck, reading poetry about being drunk, and they're going to think you're drunk. Your wife's going to have to come get you out of jail in your boxers. Honest, I was reading poetry. Nah, my wife is home. My wife is home. It's cool. <laughs> You'll vouch for me. He's good. <laughs> uh, I love the poem. I am going to um, do a second poem this evening. I don't always. Okay. But with all discussion about the moon, I had to do a thing about the moon, the wild moon. So this is my moon piece. It's called Wild Moon. Her beauty glows best when surrounded in darkness. 
Oh, how I love the magic of her nightly presence, the whispering flutter of bat wings above me, sing songs of peaceful calmness in my head, in my ears, the shadowy characters the tree limbs make beneath the moonlight are my voiceless friends at night. As I stood nude and barefoot upon the gyre's inviting surface, arms stretched against the blackness of the eve. A cool, invisible breeze embraced my outstretched fingers as I embraced with closing fist the unseeable hand of what entity stood with and next to me. The tall grass I stood upon tickled my feet as I stood listening to the languages of life that most don't take time to hear or see. That was phenomenal. Thank you. I love the moon. Personally, I find the moon very magical. Just just a feeling about the moon. I love the moon. I agree. I agree. Rebel, you just got this this way with your delivery, with your pieces that really is just kind of hypnotizing. Like it, it's it's hard not to listen to you and not just get sucked in. I appreciate that. Thank you. Absolutely. Man. Um, my wife like doesn't usually go to my shows because she says the same thing. So, like, my wife doesn't like to get drunk or high or anything like that because she doesn't like the feeling of losing any control. And she says when she listens to me, she feels like she's on a drug or something, so she doesn't like to go to my shows. <laughs> I was like, that's just silly. <laughs> well, because she was she was the first one to read anything I ever wrote. And I write I write my poetry the way that I recite it. So it's written in that format for a purpose. So when she reads it, she says she feels stoned. So my first book that I've been working on for like 10, 11 years now, it's called The Raven and the Owl, and it's a storybook, but it's written entirely of poetry. It's written entirely poetic form. And she couldn't get past the first three pages before. Like she said, she just felt like she was out of her body, just going places in the story and stuff. I was like, that's phenomenal. That's like... I feel like that's what every writer goes for, you know what I mean? Is to, like, literally take the reader with them into the little mental place they were at while writing, you know? So it's a good compliment to hear that someone gets entranced or or hooked in like that. That's a a wonderful thing to tell a writer. (laughs) Yeah, it is. All right, Rebel. How can people find you? By the way. Um, I am Rebel Jones. You can find me here every Thursday night, God willing. Um, it's Nihilist Thursday Night Rebel Date. Um, you can find me once in a while on um, Facebook, not too often, though, at Rebel Jones. Just look up Rebel Jones. I'll be around there once in a while. Um, there's a social media app I feel like is growing here here a little bit. Is um, Clubhouse, great place for poets. Um, I'd be in the hallways of Clubhouse sometimes, um, reciting in random rooms there. Um, you can come see all my older poetry and and things on YouTube. I have a YouTube channel, Poetry by Rebel P. Jones, Madman Productions. 
and I'm also on Mixcloud and Soundcloud with Lance Ferguson Jr. We do a lot of work together. Very cool. And thank you for waking up today. (laughs) Thank you for waking up and dialing in today. Yes, indeed. We'll talk to you next week. Absolutely, God willing. All right, sweetheart. Thank you. Thank you. Um, y'all have a wonderful night. You too. You too, brother. All right. Let me bring on our next caller. Next up, we have area code 832. 832, you are on the air. Hey, there, Chris. Oh. How you doing, man? <laughs> I don't know that voice. How are we going, so sweet? Hey, I'm all right, baby. I'm uh, I'm doing okay. I to mm-hmm. walk around the block a couple of times sometimes, but yeah, I get there. <laughs> but um, yeah. um, it's just kind of interesting the the way this night has been going because, I mean, it's, this uh, this piece uh, here uh, doesn't necessarily stay uh, in that mode in terms of descriptives. But there is a, 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 a descriptive of uh, a, a new moon night, so that's kind of interesting. And I, I had a thought too, and I wanted to just pass this on because I don't know if he's still listening or not. Um, but for the for the captain, and uh, he's he's talking about you know how he thinks he's, he he talks about the moon too much. Well, I would say there's two aspects of what he could do that that would give him a unique. Uh, perspective in terms of being able to talk about it that a, a lot of people wouldn't. Number one, as a river captain, and how it you know feeds into his livelihood and how he sees that in you know maybe some some mental and metaphorical terms. And then if he wants to broaden out the scope, he can also use the, the you know some of the nautical uh, terminologies of uh, of the different moons uh, as well. So mm-hmm. I was just thinking about that. You know, so that's, that's something that he could. I think he. I think he would be. Like I say, he would be in a unique position to be able to do that. So, I think that would be kind of cool. Yeah, there's no truth to that. Yeah. Um, it's a. Uh, I don't even. I don't even really know what you would call this piece. <laughs> Most of the stuff <laughs> I've been writing recently just really doesn't even have a title. I've, just been uh, I've been doing a lot of uh, uh, research, reading, and uh, backgrounding in various uh, pieces, and um, I got like right now I'm sitting with about 21 books that I'm trying to work my way through <laughs> before before I allow myself to buy any more. <laughs> but, yeah, hey, it might be a good uh, idea yeah. to finish. <laughs> hey, you know. Well, it's just interesting because I mean, it's just like I've, I've got all these books now that, that that you know take me different places in terms of um, you know, like native um, uh, native perspective, and they just really you know, because they are so different. Some you know you know hark back to being in the day, and then some of them are just you know more in tuned with recent events, uh, like uh, the hashtag No Dapple of uh, 2016. And then some are just talking about like native perspectives in terms of uh, knowledge and the, the 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 places that we come from in terms of traditional knowledge. And uh, one of the books I'm really interested in getting into, but I'm I'm waiting because like again I've I've already 
working on uh, reading three books at the moment. But I have a book that talks about basically the uh, discovery of uh, Native people when they go over to Europe. And this would be back in the day, um, you know, with the European kings and queens and uh, the dynasties and the nobility. And this was whether they were went there voluntarily or involuntarily. <laughs> so, you know, because there's obviously there's a lot of that going on too, or I say a lot. Of, I know about it because I've I've read enough uh, in various volumes to know this, but I don't know if a lot of other people do. But in any case, they, you know, they would take people back. Uh, literally as like prizes uh, to show their, you know, their king or their queen who had funded their particular voyage. So it's an, like I say, it's an interesting kind of means of wrap up in uh, that regard, you know, because like I said, they're going to be talking about, you know, from the natives point of view of going over to Europe. So that'll be interesting by itself too. All right. So anyway, that's, that's uh, kind of like the, the, the long and the short of what I'm doing right now. Bloodworks, blood marks, and thieves. The stumbling weave of a New Year's resolutionist. Negotiating obstacles of the past. Stronger wolf dances. Hillsides of reeking greens. Dreams to be dust scattered so that they will never die. Sashi. Sunrise crying for the morning star. What is almost a comet commentary on a new moon night? Fortune 500 doesn't mean squat when you're looking past the night sky's constellations, border diamonds of chaos, stardust, remote companions that never seem to burn out. Blown handprints upon a clean sky. Gaetha, you see, according to your scales of ignorance, 2012 never happened, kind of like the eyes you use to describe our red earth in history. We don't believe you when you start talking about that either. Ghost songs written on the backside of clouds. The gathering of a fine mist. Separation. What you see in the mirror isn't always there. Backhanded education, the marks still upon our faces. Almost like the frontrunners of annihilation. Formal extinction of culture. Red Earth, you don't even know what that means. We say Indian. You say Indian. You say native. We say blood. You say America. We say America. We say native blood. You say Native American. We say indigenous. You say Aborigine. We say First Nations. You say primitive. We call you liars. Feathers flutter in the wind, gathering syllabic speed.
rushing, rushing towards the sun, the moon, the solar system, celestial breeze, rushing into the sunrise that never dies. Me, there will always be a child of red-made earth to greet you, as always has the morning star, even bliss slipping between sweet shadows. We have come to the darkness, bone by bone, by stripped skin and blood. Kill the Indian, save the man, remember? Yeah, shoot off that confetti like you did your cannons and howitzers. We forget nothing. Hold close the beating of your heart. Hold close the bleeding hands forced to grasp the living coals you said were good news. Who the fuck you kidding? Who the hell you think you're fooling? Better seats in one bit. Beaver dust, coal, ashes, embers, shadow lives of ghosts we live with, we dream about, sleep within the songs they made as they lay dying, death songs of bone chips, DNA, dissension with you, fly, fly. Crows bring us the messages. We tattoo them indelible upon our spirits, still bearing flesh. You try that with your notoriety seen town. We dance the flinted ground. We pound mud from sweat, blood, tears. We make ourselves a of ourselves, a vermilion clay, we are standing from forever, the always part of ceremony, never ending. We will always be here, red earth strong within us, within all our relations. Bloody marks, bird prints that seek out the thieves and New Year's resolutionists. Rajinga seek. The crows brought the message. We are the ghost road born, and we bring tidings of life and love. We Seek the elusive sense of joy. Damn sure isn't anything you brought with you. No peace. In peace. Older Blue, your stuff always just kind of makes me super thoughtful. It's kind of hard not to 
really get reflective listening to some of your stuff. You know, we keep hearing about uh, history being a matter of, of perspective, but it's not so much a perspective if the other side is never really getting a chance to even tell side of things. Right. Yep. Thanks for that. Yeah, I, I and recently I was reading some uh, some articles on uh, Yellowstone, and there you know, there there is even some archaeologists and anthropologists now who are very uh, well. They 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 the way that they're talking about it is that they're out. They don't feel like they're in their comfort zone because they keep hearing people talk about how that you know Yellowstone is pristine and you know it was it has been untouched and. You know, nobody there, and so forth. When in actuality, there is a, there is evidence of Native people having been there for over eleven thousand years. Right? How mm-hmm. egotistical is the white man? <laughs> I mean, seriously, how fucking important do we really think we are? So, you know, I kind of, I kind of started thinking about that, and so there's a lot of that in in what I was just reading. You know. I mean, that's, that's, you know, that's, in other words, let's pull the pages together, not sit there and, you know, let them watch them disappear. Mm-hmm. I love, I, you, 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 go ahead. Hmm? Go ahead. Oh, no, I was just going to say, I was just going to give, uh, you know, give out to, you know, my URL and things, so. Aren't you going to read a second uh, one? Well, I could. I I have. They got more, but I just I didn't want to overload. That, that one wasn't as long as normal. So if you want to read your second, oh. one, read your second. <laughs> well, <laughs> we're not. We have. We haven't read the epical eponymous yet, have we? <laughs> is that what, is that, what, is that what you're telling me? <laughs> uh oh! Did I get myself in trouble? No, that is that uh, one was not as long as your normal poem. <laughs> Usually okay. you do one because they're really long. That one was not as right. long. So if you would like to do a second one, okay. we would love to hear a I, second one. I'm greedy. Okay, I, 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 so can, I can do that. I'll <laughs> okay, write that. Okay, thank you. Damn it. Fine. Okay, just do it. Like that. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Then. You know, um, I'm just sitting here here thinking in my head, here's this pushy white woman. (laughs) I'm not white. (laughs) I'm a Viking, (laughs) damn it. (laughs) There you go. That 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 too. So this one this one's called I'm actually gonna call this one blank stairs because I think that kind of will will cover a lot of ground with this piece. Merciless blank stairs, crooked lanes, painted traces of non-negotiable creased faces. see blood upon the walls, essence becomes a gravity flow, an indigenous sidewalk education. The educated graffiti is easily seen. It can kill you unless you learn how to be aware. Unless you learn how to be aware. Gross negligence, percentages of pain, numbers don't scream like we do. Red earth, forgotten fields of community, life stories bridge the gap of centuries. 
feathered lines, feathered lies. You forget to speak about infamous indigenous tragedies when you speak of places like Yellowstone. Cheyenne Autumn is a good place to start. Oh, Nice. Oppressive extinction, death, genocidal annihilation. We are born with the blood of Holocaust upon our lips. So when we are delivered, there is death in the smoke of dying in our cries. Because to erase, to efface, to obliterate what we have seen in womb red dreams. Our people dodging bullets in the snow, falling, lying still, bodies like cordwood, sun promises made broken in the hiss of night shadows, Gedake summoning poisonous, shimmering light. Northern Cheyenne went south from their sacred lands of Yellowstone, ancestral burial grounds, ceremonial sites, and all. Oh, if you don't like Oklahoma, after three years, you can return home. Hmm. Ink not yet dry on treaties. Paint not cured on Yellowstone Park signs. And now, you thieves and liars want to erase us from our own homelands. The dead and dying in full flight from Fort Robinson. Ghost dance rattles already shaking like an an elder with the ag. Gosh, you say. You sounded the rattle with a stroke. Red earth deep in the night, darkness reflected on sheets of black smoked glass. We can close our eyes and see the trails of the ghosting ones, trace them with our hearts, lift them to understanding in our minds. We see what was before us as if a shining light, a sunburst incandescent Dagonska. As we live, so shall we die. Unrelenting, enduring, unconquered. The lens of knowing the perception of native blood is not dependent on militant rhetoric nor sexual preference. It is not compartmentalized as to what is indigenous and what is colonial impact. It is all you, how you internalize it, how you learn from it is according to you, your acceptance of yourself, your acceptance of yourself as a red earth human being, of your people, your nation, 
words like interrogation, militant genderisms, and revolutionaries have little context of balance. Living life as a person, an example of your people is to be in harmony, in balance, as the Dines say, to walk in beauty. Your resistance is in being true to your spirit as a red earth human being to take those charcoal epithets and transform them into colors that you recognize as your strength. To be red earth, breath by breath, as my elder brother said, be an evolutionary, not a revolutionary. The process is longer, but the in- understanding is enduring. Mumbe, take your hands, begin your sidewalk education, paint your mind with pictographic graffiti. Learn the efficacy of what is left behind. Is it you? We are the ghost road born, and we are always walking our way home. Ghost dance as the crows fly. Gake. Nonke ujongi ube and peace. I am so glad that I asked you to read that second one. That I politely asked you to read that second one. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. What I was going to say before, Soldier Blue, was like, I know how you feel about Thanksgiving. Right. You know, but I love, I I get, I, I say I love, but I don't love. I meant it in a very sarcastic way. I, I get very just rolly, rolly, rolly eyes when I see stuff saying, and the white man, or, or, and, and we discovered America, and Columbus came over, and all this stuff, and it's like y'all didn't discover nothing. Y'all discovered nothing. It didn't, wasn't sitting there just waiting for you to say, oh, I'm going to sink my flag in it, you know? Yeah, yeah. There, there were people living here. There were civilizations. And there's a reason that Yellowstone is untouched and beautiful. It's because the people that lived here before knew how to take care of the flipping land. Exactly. Look what, we, look what the white man's done to it. Okay, I'm, I'm done. Rawr. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. No, I'm, I'm right there with you. You know, because that's exactly what it is. We had our, we had our conservation efforts, if you will. Uh, that were built into what we consider to be our original instructions from the Creator. Right. We didn't need any. We didn't need anybody to tell us what to do. We knew what to do. So how how long on, on this continent? How long has man existed? How many thousands of years? Oh, well, let's put it this way: when there was the, do you remember the the the, the fight and the tug of war that was going on between the scientists and the native people in terms of repatriation for the Kennewick man? Mm-hmm. And how he looked like, uh, uh, what was his name, uh, Mr. Mr. Picard from from Star Trek: <laughs> New Generation? <laughs> how stupid was that? Yeah, 
Anyway, at the same time as that was going on, and I think they had dated him back to like 40, his, the, his, those remains like to 40,000 years, they had found a hemp woven sandal up by Glacier Lake in Montana that had, was 10,000 years uh, Earlier. older they than found, that. They found one down here in Oregon at Fort Rock that yeah. is the oldest known textile to exist exactly. in history. You know, yeah. so let me think. Thousands and thousands and thousands of years, this land was populated. But when the white man discovered it, now how long have we been here? How long <laughs> has the white man been hundred. on this continent? <laughs> couple hundred. Okay, so this land was populated for <laughs> thousands, too many thousands of years. And when we yeah. got here, the land was pristine. And look what the white man has done to it in 200 years. When Lewis and Clark, oh, no, we no. just had the 200th anniversary of Lewis and Clark, while, around 2000, I don't remember when it was exactly, of Lewis and Clark yeah. making their trek across the United States, discovering shit that they thought they were lying about back, about back east to continue yeah. their funding. They thought they were making up stories so that their funding would continue, right? Mm, right. And came all the way across down the Columbia to the Pacific Northwest. 200 years ago, whenever that anniversary was. And in 200 years, we have polluted the Willamette River so bad that you can't eat fish out of it anymore. And yet, yeah. this land has been populated for thousands and thousands and thousands of years. Now, you tell me who the savage is. Exactly. That's it. Okay, uh, I'm I, now. The, I like the, 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 uh, the way that uh, Eddie Izzard put it. <laughs> it's like the the, the the Europeans, the English coming up on the ships and the native people are standing on the on the shore like, well, who are all these people now? Mm-hmm. Says, this is this is our land. Shut up. And then yeah. so then they're talking about the, the founding fathers coming up to the to the native people and saying, Do you have a flag? <laughs> <laughs> no flag, no country. You know, I I just say no flag, no country. Oh fuck! <laughs> no flag, no country. Oh my god, that just kills me. That fucking kills me. Oh my god. Oh, that's funny. But you know, I just want I just want the Europeans. I just want the white man, you know, and me and part of my ancestry included to own their shit. Okay. You know, to realize, and, and, and I mean, you can't deny science. Pristine no. land, polluted mm-hmm. land, pretty exactly. land, overcrowded land. All the stuff that we have done in 200 years and what the land was before us for thousands of years, and still it was pristine. There's a lesson to learn there. Sure is. You know, and if we would own our shit and learn that lesson, then maybe people would open their eyes and start taking care of the land. They need to. Mm-hmm. So. We were up on the mountain. I'm up here with a group of women up here at the mm-hmm. gold mine, right? And we're, yeah. we went up to a friend of ours. His name's Richard. We went up to his claim. He lets us go up there, and he lets us hunt the gold ore for crystals. Mm. And one of the gals up there was digging around, and there was a forest fire. And you dig around, you see, you know, where their, their blow holes are when they were, you know, like digging down testing veins, right. ores, veins, things like that. And there's old mining equipment laying around. And she's sitting there digging through the charcoal from the fire, and we're looking for crystals and stuff, and pulls out an arrowhead. Wow. 
and the tips broken off, but it was beautiful. You know, and, and looking at that, but when you talk about Bohemia Mountain, people always talk about, you know, and then we discovered gold there. They don't, people hunted that mountain for thousands of years. People found deer up there, and she's sitting there holding yeah. a piece of that history in her hand, and it was phenomenal. Yeah. You know, it just brought, it, it almost made me cry looking at it, just thinking about that. I was also very jealous that she found it, and I did not. <laughs> I kind of wondered if I had duct tape in the trunk of my truck, you know. <laughs> and how how deep is that mine shaft really? <laughs> really? Oh, no, I have to do my head down. Uh, <laughs> All right, y'all. Well, that, you can find me on Facebook at uh, RafeWild at Facebook.com. And underneath in uh, parentheses, it'll say Soldier Blue. And then you can also find some of my work on my podcast, which is Red Earth One. And if you keep the words separated, it'll get you there a little faster. I also have some stuff on uh, Reverb Nation, which I'm going to be updating very soon because I need to get something, things to, into their format to be able to uh, generate some more interest over there. And that's in under uh, the Reverb Nation is uh, Soldier Blue Blues. So uh, in those three places, you can find my work. Very cool. All right, sweetheart, you're going to be here next week? Yes, I will. Awesome. Okay. Uh, I, I just had to mute Nyla for a bit because it sounded oh. like her phone started to freak out a little bit. Oh, okay. Huh? Okay. Well, you know, it's, been, it's, it's a pleasure to, to uh, share, the, share the time with you too, Mr. Christopher, and I'll, as always with Miss Nyla. And, um, we will be, uh, well, I'll be back here uh, next week. I'm hoping to see you kicking around, you, even if you're not having to host. <laughs> I will do my very best. It does typically conflict with my work schedule. So that oh, is okay. the difficulty of it. Like when Nyla asks gotcha. if I can do these types of things, it helps if I know well in advance. I understand. Gotcha. But still good to see it's good to you know, like a good share space with you, bro. Absolutely. Uh, you were I think you were one of the very first poets that I heard the first time I called into the Speakeasy Cafe. So that that's always <laughs> just kind of stuck with me and, and resonated. Yeah, thank you for that. <laughs> I appreciate that. Absolutely. Yeah. Thank you so much for calling in, Soldier Blue. Um, yes, sir. We'll put you on hold, and hopefully we will hear back from you next week. Yes, sir. All right. Let me try and bring Nyla back on, see if her phone is a little bit calmer. I cannot believe you muted me. Nobody puts baby in the corner. Oh, no, it sounds like something is going on with Nyla's phone again. Hang <laughs> on, everybody. <laughs> lies, lies, lies. <laughs> I don't believe you. <laughs> All right, let me, let me bring our next caller. Next up, we have area code 903. 903, you are on the air. 
Hello, Nyla. Hello, Christopher. This is Eric Shellman, hey. the Word Monster. Wonderful. It's so good to hear from you. Thank you, thank you. I made it. I made it. Alright, I need to try to get I got a new fan. I'm trying to circulate my AC to my bedroom and my camper. So if you hear a fan, I did move where the AC isn't so loud. I'm gonna turn the light on real quick. Give me two seconds. There we go. It's uh, it was uh, 109 today, and it's like 100 and I don't know two right now. Index is think 106, so that's all right. So if you hear a fan, just ignore it as best you can. So I'm doing good. This is another work day. So here we go. I got a. Uh, this one really should be saved for when it is, but I might read it again. I know how Nyla likes. Her uh, uh, horror stories in between November and December and January. So here we go. <laughs> Krampus Night. Krampus Night has come. Drink our special alcohol. Don mask costumes running for Krampus. Traditionally had men costume as ghosts. I mean, as goats, sorry. Half demons carrying cowbells, torches, birch bundles which was intended to disperse winter's ghost. Sometime throughout the ages, Krampus became an anti-Santa symbol, while St. Nicholas' patron, saint of children, came bearing sweets that were left in the shoes of good kids. Krampus would arrive with sticks, beating bad ones, snatching them away in his snack, and in his sack, sorry. So that was my first time reading it, so I'm trying to get it. But I got sweat going down. My th- down. Hang on. <laughs> there we go. All right. Sorry. Uh, snatching them away in his sack. There's nothing like using scare tactics to transform naughty kids into nice. These runs happen in Austria, Germany, Czech Republic, Hungary, Slovenia, and most recently, the U.S. Getting chased down the street by a horned beast with fangs is sure to be the most memorable Christmas you will ever have with their little children, Krampuses. Their children dressed up in costumes running around too, horrifying half goat, half demon beast who rampages through the street, who rampages through streets terrorizes kids with whips chains will be another visitor for christmas time yuletide and winter's season folk bogey corrector authority lore krampus and central european popular legend running rampagingly round everywhere alcohol fueled annual parades managing mischievous miscreant misfortune Punishing perverted prodigies, piously unruly, unrighteous children, Saint Nicholas's diabolical devil, double nullifying naughty children, informing and instilling fear into infants, grisly, ghastly, grotesquely gaining, giving pains, hissing, hollering horrendously, taking, tearing tots, toys, treasures. Adversary antithesis 
anthropomorphic apparition. Beating, bullying, bashing, biting. Branches, bundles, banned but brought back. Companion, children, censored, chasing, carrying chains. Christmas devil, capturing. Devil, demonic, disciplinarian, dragging, disobedient, drowning, declared December 5th and and 6th. Evil, eating, eerie, fearsomely frightening, fangs, gifts, gangly, goat, half demon, half goat, hell son, hell, horns, hoofs, feet, ill behaved, injuries, justified jurors, judges, judgments, Krampus, Krampus run, Krampus night, knockout, kidnapping, killing, cosmikaze, kebab kids, luring, leading, long tongue, lambasting, mythological, misbehaving, mischievous, mangy, naughty, notrocious, nemesis, ordering, obnoxious, offsprings, phantasm, punishing, and rewarding, dynamic, passing out, and exchanging holiday cards, questioning, questioning, questing, querying, run, rectifying, ridiculous, ridiculous, rotten, runts, St. Nicholas's Day, St. Nicholas, stealing, scary, switches, tricky, troublesome, tots, treats, toys, treasures, ubiquitously, unsteady, unruly, urchins, Viciously vindicating vilifications, winter solstice, wrong yelling, zigzagging sanely, terror, judge and jury, dean disciplinarian, scaring kids to be nice, righteous demon. As in peace, that's uh, written by Eric Gelman, the word monster. Rawr! You know I love me some Krampus. You know, yes, yeah, you do. No, there's nothing like scaring kids into submission. I mean, they they wouldn't hear it like the, the Grimm's fairy tales and stuff. They're vicious. I mean, Krampus. If you weren't good, he would steal you, put you in a bag, beat you in the bag, and eat you. Yeah, that's right. That's correct. That's it. It's crazy, but it's, it worked though. Uh, I'm guessing it worked. You know. Stories look like. Old What's age that? children misbehaving. So uh, yeah, does seem like it might have had some impact. Yeah, <laughs> it's actually funny, Christopher, because I watched a couple of the. They have live. Uh, they have old and new live uh, Krampus runs that they mm-hmm. they did in in various places in the world, and they actually have some adults being spanked and grabbed and kidnapped too. So it's kind of it's a little playful, of course, but so I guess they include mm-hmm. those to them too. So, but yeah, I have um, Witch's Night, uh, Obon, and uh, I forgot what my oh Mischievous Night. Those are my next three to do in my book. I'm doing two different books right now, so it's really fun. All right, so I got Goblins it's up next. I'm gonna read what I have so far. That's okay. That is absolutely okay. You're ready. Goblins in folklore, fantasy, fiction, a mischievous, evil, ugly creature resembling an elf or dwarf, person usually messy, 
likely unshowered laziness turned into feral acting and an aversion going outside referring to goblin mode so excuse me <clears throat> referring to goblin mode goblet meaning female goblin goblin evil or mischievous type fairies found in folklore many societies and and became uh hang on and be, yeah and in many societies and became umbra, an umbrella term describing an, an entire host dangerous creatures mythological and legendary living all the place oh, all over the place but primarily from from earth having dexterity advantages enhanced oh sound on sorry keep getting sweat on my phone give me two seconds all right there we go got it uh, it's pretty hot man i'm trying to keep the sweat off but all right having uh enhanced endurances strength despite some small size species size of species crafting cleverness thievery trapping trickery some having invisibility others having magics and curses some others having mining members called red cat erkling goblin or dwarf tali can't Saros, Nunu, or Nunu, Alux, Pombero, Maku, Kabod, Tata, Dunde, Black Dunde, Chaku, Bakian, Hobgoblin, El Sabrion, Witty, uh, Wiry Cow, Knockers, Pukwuji, Kappa. Uh, hobbies include causing mischief, making pranks and being annoying. Goals varies with each different member. Their crimes include kidnapping, theft, murder, harassment, destruction, stalking, are typically short-statured, grotesque in appearance, extremely sneaky, enjoy playing malicious pranks on humans or other fairies and are often bullies. Frequent pastimes include scaring children, pulling people's hairs, leading travelers astray, causing poltergeist activity in people's homes they dislike. Greedy, territorial, and have and have tempers. Love playing tricks, but don't like being tricked themselves. In many ways, they share common traits with an imp, but are not classified as demons until the Christian era. Tend to be annoying, mischievous, uncooperative, and obnoxious, rather than truly wicked, and they rarely kill humans on purpose, although exceptions to the rule exist. However, they aren't above hurting people when their pranks go wrong. Though will though you will norm they will though they will normally leave you alone leave you be after leave you be after a while. Simply wanting to provoke reactions rather than harm their victim. Some are affable so long as they are treated nicely with respect they will do no harm treat them poorly they will make humans suffer in very varieties of ways may act as boogie men frightening children and threatening to eat them although some may well do this most of them simply playing tricks as is as is their nature have a habit of stealing food or tools making noises in the dead of the night to keep people awake can be cruel to livestock. We're blamed for causing many farmland illnesses by pricking cattle, causing paralysis, 
or riding them to exhaustion during the night. Today, these are recognized as illnesses, but in the past, it was easier to blame goblins and other fairies for such phenomena. Tended to stay away from bright light and like many magical beings, didn't like Christian imagery. These two things were employed to keep these troublesome spirits away. Unguarded homes were seen as free game by goblins who may stay, do housework for a while, but would ultimately cause havoc. Unlike brownies, who were benevolent house spirits, goblins could live anywhere as long as it was sheltered from sunlight and not concentrated, consecrated. Although they frequented human abodes, most goblins preferred to live in forests, woodlands, or bogs, though they seldom lived too far from humans or livestock, as they found mortals a source of entertainment. That's going to be the end piece. That's the rest of it. I got a whole lot more. It's, get, it's really long, so I'm just going to cut it off there. End piece that's written by Eric okay. Shulman. Word monster. <laughs> Thank you, Eric. Um, man, that one resonated with me, but I, I think for like kind of all the wrong reasons, like it, it just brings to mind a lot of the things I've been experiencing at, at my work and, and through life where that term of goblin mode keeps coming up more and more. And it's just like, yeah, I'm just going to live my life and do what I want and not really give a shit what people think. And it's like, nah, you're just being, like, purposefully obnoxious. And, yeah, like, don't really want to be around you. You want to blame other people for your own behavior? Um, I'm so over that. <laughs> And just hearing you right. you go on with your piece, it's just like, yep, yep. How did this become a thing where people really just are trying to embody fucking goblins of all things, man, all the worst friggin' qualities and just going like, yep, this is how I'm going to be. Right, yeah, it's crazy, man. And it's like a form of narcissism. And, and like, so now that i'm doing so of course i'm doing a bunch of different stuff but mainly focusing on the monsters because i'm the word monster now uh jimmy ray davis actually deemed me by reading a couple of my poems when we met we actually met on the show uh i think it was last august or october or something i can't remember exactly when but anyways uh he fell in love with my poetry and told me that i was word monstering in a description so I took that on as uh, alias, but I still use my full name, too, along with kind of like how he does with the word machinist. But uh, I mm-hmm. wanted to show that basically monsters are real, but they're all in our head. And each monster that I'm doing, like right now I'm focusing on every month, well, not every monster, but a majority of monsters that just start with G. And then eventually I'll have a whole alphabet and a whole book of them. And then also I'm doing Krampus Night, Witch's Night, Obon, Mischief Night, which is also called Devil's Night. But Devil's Night has nothing to do with the devil. It's just that they somebody said that was the devil, and they don't worship the devil. It's about mischief. So it actually comes from England. But it's crazy. But they, it's really big in Detroit and uh, Massachusetts and New Jersey. And a few other places up north. I've read. I read about it. That's what. I, that's how I knew because I didn't know about it. 
But anyway, it's mm. just a different thing. But yeah, no, I definitely agree with you. And uh, yeah, I got to that point one time. I was just like, you know, I want to do what I want to do. But the problem is, if you just do what you're gonna do, to me, you become brainless robot. And I'm not saying you need to serve everybody and be their slave. But what I am saying is you need to care, you know, to, you need to have a friend, like not just friends online either. I'm talking to real people. I mean, online friends are good too, you know. It's good to have your community of people. And even if you have peers, like I have people that I like and some I like because they're different than me. And, they, you know, and we have the good, good discussions about, you know, hey, you're wrong about this or, hey, you know, I don't think you're right about this or, you know, whatever. It doesn't matter, you know. But, yeah, I got to that point where I basically stopped arguing and stopped being obnoxious. And even when I first got on the show, I was all about offending and uh, offending everybody and basically trying to attack the organizations that had affected me when I was a kid and even, to some extent, my mom, my biological father, and my and my stepdad who adopted me too. And I finally got to the point where I was like, well, uh, why am I wasting all my time effort? Like, you know, I work every day. Well, mo- not every day. I have Saturday, Sunday, most of the time off. I work, I work five days a week, mostly nine to five, sometimes later. Um, but, or eight to five, whatever. Uh, just depends on the day and where we're at. But uh, I basically got to the point where basically I would question myself and said, what is the point of me arguing and stating all these facts? Like, I don't need to play the victim. Like, I know what psychological damage was done to me in my eyes, whether, you know, it actually happened or not exactly the same way that I thought it did. But I don't need to be saying, hey, this organization is bad because my parents, they decided to convert whenever I was 11, and then they shoved it down my throat. And then I need to hate my parents. Mm-hmm. Like that—that's not. You get what I'm saying? Oh yeah. No, you get. So right I mean, down basically, to I got to the point. Yeah, I don't need to waste my time arguing with other people. I just need to do me. And you know, yeah, I care about a lot of people too. But at the same time, I don't need to hate. You know, hate is a very strong word. But or you know, and I'm not saying you got to love everybody either. But there's people I don't like. I'm not going to lie about it. But. Okay. At the same time, I basically got to where I needed to focus on me, and I needed to be like, well, why don't I write something in the horror genre? Like right now, I'm writing extended definitions of holidays and extended definitions of what a monster is and how it's relatable to mankind. Eventually, I'll be writing a poem called Monsters, and it will say one line will be something like, well, the human kind is the worst monster of them all because we made them all up. To me, the, every monster is a personification of a person. And that's that's my whole gig. Like, that's my whole sermon, I guess. So. But I don't want to keep going on tangent. I'm sorry to waste time. I know you got other no, parts to go. Connection. So thanks so much. I appreciate yeah. it. Good to hear you, Christopher. Thank you so much for coming yeah, on. Thanks for enjoying my all poetry. Right. This is Eric Shellman, Word Monster. Uh, you can find me on Facebook. It's Eric Shellman, Word Monster, uh, Facebook page, and also the same thing with the uh, uh, page, uh, poetry page as well. Um, you can find me on um, allpoetry.com. It's just Word Monster. 
I think that's really it for right now. I haven't figured out my Instagram. I haven't figured out my spill words uh, magazine I'm in periodically. Uh, Yeah, I can't. Yeah, that's pretty much it right now. So thanks so much for the platform. Thanks so much, Nyla, for the platform as well. And y'all have a great night. Mm -hmm. Have a great weekend. And I'll talk to y'all later. And I'll try to be on next week if I can. Until right. next week. Bye, Chris. Take Thank care, man. Right. You too. You're welcome. Thanks so much. All right. So next up, I have area code 732. And one of the things that Nyla had passed on to me shortly before her call dropped was she said, tell Clarence that he needs to press one and read something for us. Um, so I'm just going to throw that out there, and then I'm going to bring on our next caller. And that's going to be area code 732. 732, you are on the air. On the air. You didn't get rained out. We canceled. <laughs> Never mind. No, just, it's just deluge. So that's it. Okay, here we go. Okay. Job, Job without a job was in fear of what the devil would use his idle hands for. So Job got a job. He was hired by the Romans to carve crosses and sculpt pagan idols. After that, he went on to become a money changer and a tax collector outside the temple. One day at work during the Passover weekend, his table was overturned and Job lost his job. Oh, those darn unrecognizable messiahs. Oh, he's causing economic mayhem. And still remaining possessed, he blamed the unrecognizable Messiah for healing all those other lepers except him. So Job kind of got hosed by Hosanna. Being left possessed outside the gate with an overturned table and needing a new job. Job needs a job. End of <laughs> End of <laughs> Or you can just claim it to be an opening can of anti-Semitic retarded. Anyhow, thanks. Until I get a call quick or something. Okay. I'm going to try this one too. Here we go. Improv. Take eight. Right. Rebuke thy plea to join thee in thy sanctuary heart and suicide muse. For what excuse would we accept the fate for finalities mistakes? And this darkness that supplicates no comfort and a sleep that reaps no escape. These dreams will be destroyed by the reasoning. These answers are nothing more than sympathetic pleas. These prayers are powerless to comfort the past. Though no other heaven will bring into being for the heart of the earth, dawn and daybreak. No will awake, reborn, sanctified in the presence of our life ever after and ever forward unto a new morning. Yeah, unto a new morning's out of there. Okay, hey, thanks. 732, you're on. I'm on the air. We canceled our library show because it was raining too hard. There you go. Nothing. Next thing Saturday. How are you guys? This is cool listening <laughs> to everyone. It's freaking awesome. So there you go. I can offer no insight. Thank you. Um, and how are you? Gregory? Oh, what? No, no. Yes, ma'am. Yes, sir. What? 
that that was oh, a lot of fun please. to try and follow. <laughs> oh, I need the work. Some of it's okay. We um, yeah, yeah. I don't know. <laughs> That's just you know kind of finished stuff. What am I kicking around up here? Now nah, it'll sound mm-hmm. like all chop and crop. Nothing. I, I don't know. know. Every time every you call day. in. I'm sorry, sir. I was going to say, every time that you call in, I know I'm just going to be in for a ride, and I'm just going <laughs> to sit there and just oh, scratch my head or I really feel, just kind of sit there with my jaw on the floor. <laughs> I feel the same way, listening to everyone. Oh, yeah, that's this week's nonsense. <laughs> so, yeah, there's no shows this week. Everybody took a break, but, nah, I don't want to say any that. It's too top and crop. Okay, that's – hey, thanks. For uh, making me feel welcome. <laughs> You're not trying to everybody. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you know. What can I say? Oh, nah. All in, all good things and all good times. It's not as you know joyful as it seems. Okay, I'll call you later or something. Even though your name's not later. Eh. <laughs> That's terrible. Hey. Oh. No, never mind. Okay. I'm going to keep listening. You would you put me on mute or something. I have nothing to say. I appreciate the. I, I can no, do thanks. that. Let me work out those two pieces. <laughs> Thank you so much for calling in, Gregory. It is always you a pleasure. So, <laughs> you're so much welcome for thanking me for letting me call in. Excellent. Too much fun. <laughs> All right, Gregory. You have a good night. I'm going to put you on hold, and I'm going to bring on our next caller. All right. Next up, I see area code 863. 863, you are on the air. Oh, I know who that is. This might take a little second as we wait for Noreen. that Christopher that's okay. okay I figure in the area that you're out that's probably going to happen a bit and um and I apologize for have for not sending you some pictures yet of me when I was knowing that day I apologize honey there is there's no time frame you do it when you want to when you can okay I'm good okay okay because it's been a headache week this week because um I got now I have over hundred and eighteen thousand no over hundred nineteen thousand members of the poetry club. Right. Now now I have to get I have to act, get some help volunteer moderator to help me out. It's just getting out of hand. A lot of porn and spam I'm trying to prevent. There's too much of that on there now. So wow. So I'm turning members, into private. I'm turning into private now, private group. It will it will take effect um, August the 13th, 
um, at six o'clock and wait six o six p.m. Eastern time. Good. It Good takes girl. two days. That should help. Uh, okay. And 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 okay. And what I uh, oh, when I found out the horse's name, the horse's name is Daddy. They call him yeah, Daddy. And have you made friends with him yet? Um, I could talk to him from a distance, and one day he was looking at me, and I thought, well, I was trying to get him some help. I was going to call the neighbor, Ralph, but um, he got stuck out of the grass over there in the backyard. So next I looked, he was out of it. So he's all good now. But I still okay. ha- I still ain't um, petted him. But I'm not, I don't think I'm that afraid now because um, now I know his name. I think I'll be okay now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, and like I said, just stand by the fence and talk to him. He'll come to yes. you eventually, and when he does, you'll be fine. Yes. Yes. I can't wait till that day. <laughs> okay. You're going to love it. So yes. what is what is Gary going to share tonight? Um, simple me. Okay. I um, okay. Nothing wrong with being just a little simple. Simple food, simple me, loving you. Simple clothes and simple shoes, simple me, loving you. Simple car and a bow in your hair, simple me, loving you. Our family is small, just two. One more soon is due. Simple me, loving you. Things we need are not free. My true love makes me, makes you love. Simple me. The end. I love that mm-hmm. one so much. Yep, it's beautiful. Okay, and the next one is um, dead or alive. Is there realization when you're dead? Is there a discerning moment when you think you're going to be dead? or when you believe you're going to be dead, at this moment, will you realize and know what you will not give up and you will fight for until your death? The end. Wow. Very profound man, that Gary of yours. Yes, he is. Very wise. Mm -hmm. And I learned so much from him. And one time he told me, you know, and I found out he was the truth. He said, you know, um, what you see is not always what you see. And I forget what happened one time. I told him, you're right, because I thought I saw something, but it wasn't it. It wasn't what I thought it was. <laughs> that describes every date I had in high school. And what are you going to share, Miss Noreen? Okay, um, I'm going to read one called Life. Um, I'm going to read, um, I wrote a, uh, if, see if I pronounce it right, a Pleiades poetic form. Pleiades, I think it's pronounced poetic form. I wrote, I, um, I have two of them here. I wrote them a while back, and um, this first one will be called Life. Okay. Loving you is easy to do. Learning to live without you like almost nearly impossible. Life will go on. It's hard. Lament, I'll try not to do. Instead, listen to God. He'll help me through. Lessons to remember, we all will die. Listen, be prepared, and that's life. The end. Okay. Beautiful. Okay, thank you. 
Where the... Okay, there... Oh, there it is. Okay, and the next one is called Reflect. Reach until you cannot stretch. Roar loudly like a lion. Reduce the neg- negativity and refuse defeat and depression. Reflect who you are and, and, and what you want. Respect yourself and others. Rejoice and be, be glad you're alive. The end. Amen. Yes. Thank you. Rejoice and be glad. Yes. I should write more of them. I love writing that poetic form, too. I agree. Mm. Get after it. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) And more sonnets. Sonnet is due, too. Another one's due. It's been a while. Yeah, are you gonna? Did you? You haven't put out a book of sonnets yet, have you? Not yet. I haven't got to forty-four yet. Okay. All right, Maureen. I love you dearly. Okay. Tell everyone how to find you, honey. Oh, okay. You can find Gary Knight. You can find our books on Amazon.com, and you can find us on our official website. Um. Uh oh. Gary, wait. Gary and wait. Oh no. Wait, oh, Gary and Noreen Snyder dot wix dot com front slash poetry, and you can um, find Gary on, uh oh, oh, Facebook dot com, um, reverbnation dot com, and um, poetrypoem dot com, and you can find me on, um, oh, Facebook, wait, yeah, Facebook dot com. Um, PoetryPoem.com and ReverbNation.com and you can find us on K- 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 Coffee K-O-F-I.com front slash Gary and Noreen and you can find us on the Poetry Club every Saturday at 5pm um, the Poetry Club Saturday night show and then you can find us on here too Every Thursday. Perfect. Yes. So who do you who do you have coming up on your show, Noreen? Um, it's supposed to be Sandra Corona. I I have to get 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 back with her, um, with her yet for this month, because she wants recording. She don't want to do a, a a live, so we have to record it and then I'll put it on 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 air. After I recorded it. Oh, that's I need, cool. Yes, I I got so busy with the poetry club. It was taking so much time because I'm um it, um and um and it was taking a lot of time uh, trying to get rid of all that and and then people's messaging me um and then I had to um, help them out and 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 it was really a big, getting a big mess. But I think I got some moderators now, so that is helping. And if anybody else wants to do a moderator, you can become a moderator. But I can't. It has to be a volunteer. I sure don't have the money to pay anybody, and I'm sorry for that. Well, I'm excited okay. to listen. I always listen after the fact, but because I can't, I'm not there on the night. But I'm real excited okay. to hear that one. Okay. 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 I'll I'll let you know. Okay. All right, it should honey. be it should be in um in August. 
Well, end of this month. Okay. I'm open, so, okay. Perfect. Okay. All right, honey. Okay. Love you so much. Okay. Thank you. Okay. okay, you're welcome. We love you too. And, and thank you all. And you all, and, and, and thank you, um, Nyla, and thank you, Christopher. And you're doing a really awesome job, Christopher. And so are you, Nyla. You're doing awesome. Both of you all are. <laughs> I mean, you're just so sweet. Yes, thank you. <laughs> thank you, Noreen. We'll talk to you soon. Talk to you soon. Okay. Let me so, put you on Chris, hold. Wow, wait. Wow. What's that noise? Uh oh. My line um, is buzzing. Uh I'm not sure, but it looks like the board just kind of flashed and dropped. I only see two people on the line now. Um nine one six, but they don't have their hand up. Everybody else just kind of disappeared all of a sudden. Everybody that was in the queue disappeared? Yep. Does nine one six if nine one six wants to come on the air, press one. There's some uh, my line I was just like this crazy, crazy white static buzz noise. Yeah. So it sounds like it dropped everybody that was in queue. It certainly looks that way. Nine one six just raise your hand and then just drop their hand and then just raise your hand. So I'm gonna bring nine one six on the air. Mr. Hatter. Nine one six, you're on the air. <laughs> Mr. Hatter, you're right. Hi, Nina. Hi, honey. How are you? I'm okay. Getting ready for a, a show later on. But uh, thought Perfect. Stop by. Yeah. I'm um, glad you yeah, did. It's been a bit. Yeah. So, so I go ahead and read it. Yeah, please. Okay. It's called. Uh, he looks a lot like me. Goes like this. The day fades to a place I've never been. Drawn to the dawn makes it easy to pretend. Less than, that, less than what I started with, I closed my eyes to make a wish. Counting days that were once called mine in search of things I cannot find. Break the vows that holds me here, then watch me try to disappear. I'm stuck without a pen to think, finding love to face to think. Standing still from beyond my view, the words that kill, they came from you. To mark this place where love's disgrace, it steals the air to breathe. I found a clown turned upside down. He looks a lot like me. Call my name as if, as if insane, or it will surely scream. You took from me what you knew to be a place where I once dreamed. End poem. Wow, that was intense. Mm. Wow. Thank you. Mm, I, love, I love the rhythm, the cadence, the tempo of it. It all just kind of carries you along with the entire piece. Awesome, good stuff. Read that last line for me again. Okay. Back to it. Um, Took away from yeah. me the... I, 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 I dumped it. I took it off my screen. Let me get it again. It was, it was something about took, you took away from me the place I dream or something like that. <clears throat> Yeah, you, you, took from me, you, took, you took from me what you knew to be a place where I once dreamed. That was an awesome, that was, you know, it, you write a poem, and a lot of times you get, you know, when you're sitting, you're writing, and you're so into it, and then you start to exhale, and it's really hard sometimes to bring a really strong anchor to the end yeah. of it, and that was just phenomenal. 
that that was just like I mean Thank you. Even even that line all on its own could be a poem. A short poem, obviously. Right. I mean <laughs> a short poem. <laughs> <laughs> but that, that line has legs enough to stand all on its own, it's that strong. Cool. Glad you liked it. Are you gonna read two four, Starlin? Uh, a second one? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, a call, um, and I'm still loving you, is what it's called. I came across a piece of eight hiding in the sand. I spent it on a thought, excuse me, I spent it on a thought of you just because I can. What was once strong is surely gone. It whispered out your name. I cannot believe it's you and me playing such a game. The dreams have gathered beyond the dark, pretending to be free. I turn to walk, but start to run, wishing you were here with me. I cannot reach beyond my view, or all I need is there with you, is there with you. I pray again, these words don't end, and I'm still loving you. Wow, that was strong too. Yeah, I finally got a uh, my book together. On Amazon, Did you? Kindle. Yeah, it's uh, the word you cannot say is the title of the book. Um, anybody uh, is interested? Uh, I'm sure you enjoyed it. It's, it's it's my best. I've written 1,200 poems and it's got like 200 of them in there. Make sure that you make sure you get the link for that, would you? And go over onto my page and say, hey, here's the link to my book you asked for, and pop okay, that up on my page so it's easy for people to find. People will do that. People don't like we're like this microwave generation. You know, it used to be when we were kids and we would be hungry and we'd run in the house and we could smell the fried chicken and see the potatoes boiling and our tummies were growling, and mom would shoo us out the back door because dinner wasn't ready yet. Now is we're like this, this instant gratification. We get pissed off when it yeah. takes 45 seconds to heat up our cup of coffee because that's too flipping long. People don't yeah. like to work with things, so the easier you make it for them, the better. So by putting that on my page, it makes it easy for a lot of people to find. And okay. so there's like a whole bunch of people that need that link. So let's make it easy for them. <laughs> Thank you so much. Mm-hmm. I will do that. Appreciate you letting me read. I've got a show to do. So uh, I will be okay. seeing you next week, maybe. Thank you very much. Well, have fun, darling. Have fun on your show. Okay. Thank you very much. All right, honey. Bye. Bye. Oh, I should have asked. Are you still there, Hatter? Uh, oh, he nope, just dropped his ball. Yeah. Damn, I should have asked him what the show was so people would know that, too. I'll look at that for yeah, a minute. Next time. So, are you still having, are there, is the board, is there anything left up on the board, or is it still down? It still appears to be down. I am clicking madly, pretending that I know exactly how to fix this. Um, I, I know, this is like your worst nightmare, isn't it? I'm hosting the show and something goes wrong. What do I do? What do I do? So this is what you do. Go over uh-huh. to the tracks and find new beginnings. That's my version of Inagata Devita. It's the longest track we have. So find new beginnings mm-hmm. by Eddie Oliver. So if you Eddie do a search Oliver. under Eddie Oliver. Mm-hmm. Okay. And then I'm going to have you play that track. Oh, beautiful beginnings. 
Beautiful beginning. Yeah, that one works too. Okay. Yep. Okay. I'm gonna have you play that track and then put me in. You know how to put me in the, the uh, screening room? Yes, I do. Okay, put me in the screening room and I'm gonna walk you through talking to tech support. But okay. keep an eye on the timer. Uh, okay, watch the timer on that track so you know when to come unmuted again. I can do that. All right, okay. everybody. So we're going to play Mr. a track by Eddie Oliver, Mr. Smooth Velvet. <laughs> a track called Beautiful Beginnings, and we'll be right back with you. As it is written, it it be the first chapter. They call it life. Beautiful as it is, and in the beginning, never thinking about an ending, just thinking about building, creating that solid foundation to stand on, trusting, hoping that you don't stand alone, just just hoping. Nose wide open, walking on faith, just trying to keep pace, trying not to lose the race of of everyday everyday life. Sitting in a little coffee shop just sipping, writing To the naked eye doing nothing exciting, man She was just sipping, writing But it was something about her Something that made me wonder as she sat there alone over yonder Just sipping, writing What was she writing? Was it poetry? She looked up, man, and and she finally noticed me and, And she smiled so beautiful it was, like like looking at the river now, because cause so beautiful she was. So so I smiled. She went back to writing. Doing nothing exciting, man. It's, and, and I just stood there and admired and wanted to walk on over and introduce myself. But because of my shyness, I decided to retire. To a chair two tables down. Quiet without a hint of a sound, I just sat there sipping, gazing. Admiring her from a distance because her beauty and her innocence were so amazing. Her her smile was so intoxicating. Her her eyes were so engaging. The, the ten second glance made my heart start racing. As if I was high on drugs, straight freebase. I just sat there and daydreamed of, of me and her taking flights to far off places, turning off our cell phones while while we took long vacations in in hard to reach nations. Made me wonder. Was this lady that kept me sipping, gazing, driving me half crazy with anticipation? Nervous I am. She got me caught up in her aura like, 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 dang. <laughs> Yo, who is this lady? Latte sipping, coffee shop chilling. <laughs> I'm yet to know her name, but somehow I seem to be catching feelings. I wonder, I ponder. Will she come here often? Or will she be interested in me and her doing some get-to-know-you talking? And hope that maybe we can become good friends and do some park walking. <laughs> Hold up. I find that I'm jealous of the way that she holds that pen. I kind of wish that it was me that she was holding. 
I kind of wish that I was that napkin that she was folding, touching. It's like behind our coffee cups, man, we're playing a sexy game of seduction, hiding, peeking. She's got my attention, no diversions, no interruptions, just, just gazing, lusting, hiding, seeking. Every time she sits on her cup, it, it hides that devilish grin like she wants to sing, like she's flirting, inviting me to come on over, come on in. I wish it was me that she was sipping. Should I say I wish it was me that she was kissing? See, this be beautiful beginning. The beginning be the alpha. As it is written, it be the first chapter. They call it life. Beautiful as it is in the beginning. Never thinking about an ending. Just, just thinking about building. Creating that solid foundation to stand on. Trusting that you don't stand alone. Open, nose wide open, walking on faith, just trying to keep pace, trying not to lose the race of everyday life. I see you, do you see me? Kissing on a white sandy beach, making love surrounded by palm trees, I worship you because you made me believe that, that God, that God said that you and I, Ah, you and I were meant to be, you are so heavenly. I can't help but believe that that God sent you to me because you put me at peace and and to him I am forever grateful. I know sometimes, baby, that I can be a handful and for that, I apologize. Melt me with those maple brown eyes. But you handle me like like the way trees slow in an autumn breeze, so gentle, so smooth. I, I can't help but be in love with you because you make it so easy. Sleep with me. Dream with me to a far off place where, where no one can find us, where it's just us. Caught up in the rush of our lust as we make love from dawn to dust. As I look down and see you beneath me, looking up at me, smiling, sometimes staring me down, making love to me with your eyes as you hold on tight for the ride. I, I love you. I love, I love the feel of your thigh. Where your flesh feels against my flesh, the way your chest feels against my chest, the way we pause, we take deep breaths, deep, deep, deep breaths. Just the thought of knowing that you are mine makes me lose all track of time. So we end up making love for hours just, just because there's nothing else to do. It's just you on top of me and me on top of you. With the sweetest smell of romance in the room, I, I take a whiff to consume the perfume because I want to smell of you with, with me all day. Just one whiff, just one sniff takes my breath away. Got me finding, got me finding, got me fiending, got me fiending, got me fiending to see you on the next day. The exact same way. Me looking down at you and you staring up at me. Can't think of a better position for us to be, so just love me. And if you feel it in your heart, girl, you'll just marry me. With the thought of knowing that this is what God always wanted us to be. You see, it's beautiful in the beginning. The beginning is the alpha. The beginning be the alpha as it is written. It, it be the first chapter they call life. Beautiful as it is in the beginning. Never thinking about an ending, just... Just thinking about building, creating that solid foundation to stand on, trusting, hoping that you don't stand alone, man. Just 
just hoping, nose wide open, walking on faith, just trying to keep pace, trying not to lose the race of everyday life, 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 life. You see this? This be my Monday morning blue. I find myself caught up in the rapture, just longing, longing for her, missing her, her heavenly touch, oh so very much, like I didn't just see her on Sunday, yet I find myself daydreaming about her, I find myself daydreaming about her all day, all day on Monday, daydreaming about all the love making we did over the weekend to no end, it just got me longing. Daydreaming about her once again as I long for her kiss I look at my t-shirt that she had online across my bed And I can't help but reminisce I pick it up and pull it close to me Close my eyes, take a deep breath and I can smell her scent Reminding me once again of the time that we spent just, just love making The smell is something out of a, a bath and body works And the sweet smelling aroma is enough to drop me to my knees as I Shake my head like, like I'm about to repent It's just the smell of moonlight path Reminding me of our sexy, sexy hour-long bubble bath Or was it the smell of a midnight pomegranate? You see, it's been less than 24 hours, y'all Since she's been gone And, and already, man, already I can't stand it I'm just lonely Longing for her I'm fine I'm fiending I'm fine I'm fiending for her love Like an addict addicted to a drug She, she got got me on that crack, y'all. <laughs> I got to have it like that Spike Lee joint. Y'all, I need it. You see, I, I need it, y'all. I, I need it in the worst way. Like a fiend that, that can't stay clean. Look, look at me, y'all. She, she got me shaking. She got me shaking just thinking about the crazy love making. I'm going through withdrawal from the lack of it all. From the lack of her kiss. From the lack of her touch. From the lack of her love that I miss oh so much. And... She just left this homeboy alone Like Like yesterday You see this be my Monday morning blues I'm gonna be this way until the weekend rolls back around Just fine Just fiending Just fiending y'all I'm gonna be this way until her Until I hear the sound of her walking through my door I'm gonna be this way until Friday Just fine Just just when I do this dance all over again, we gonna do this romance again, all freaking weekend. You see, it's beautiful in the beginning. The beginning be the alpha as it is written. It it be the first chapter they call life. Beautiful as it is in the beginning, never thinking about an ending, just thinking about building, creating that solid foundation to stand on, trusting, hoping that you stand alone, just hoping, nose wide open, walking on faith, just trying to keep the pace, trying not to lose the race of everyday life. See Proverbs 18.22 states, that he that finds a wife, uh, finds a good thing and obtains favor, obtains favor in the Lord. And I guess that means that, that I have found favor, much favor, much favor, y'all, because I have surely found me a good thing. I stand here today and I, I say to you that I, <laughs> that I, Eddie L. Oliver, oh man, I have found a wife. Someone I can trust, someone I can love. Someone that loves and believes in me just as I love and believe in her. Someone that I vow to cherish. Someone that I, I vow to protect with my very last breath until death. Until death. 
Until death, until death, y'all, until death do us apart. You see, she, ah, uh, she and only she with, with all her beauty and her brains and her amazing smile, man. She, ah, uh, yes, yeah, she, she was the one who was good enough to capture my heart. And I wasn't even looking for love. When I wasn't even looking for, for my heart to be captured when I, when I didn't even know, y'all, that, that love existed When I didn't even know that love was looking for me, man she, she captured my heart And I say to you that somehow, some way, somewhere, y'all <laughs> We found each other Through the mist and the fog, through, through the tall buildings and towering trees, y'all Somehow, uh, some way, man, we, we, we found each other like two ships lost in the night Like like two people lost in the wilderness Like like two people stranded at sea You see, we Oh man, we found each other Like in John 9, 25, man All I know is Once I was blind But now I see Now I can see what love truly is Now I can see what, what love must, must look like And it's a beautiful thing, y'all Cause now my eyes are wide open Now I know now I know that, that he who finds a wife, surely, surely, surely finds a good thing. I'm here to say, y'all, that I have surely found me a good thing. <laughs> you see, it's, it's beautiful in the beginning. Yo, the beginning be the alpha as it is written. It be the first chapter they call life. Beauty as it is in the beginning. Never thinking about it ending, just thinking about building Creating that solid foundation to stand on Trusting, hoping that you don't stand alone Just hoping, nose wide open Walking on faith, just trying to keep pace Trying not to lose the race of every day Of every day, of everyday life Yeah, oh yeah Mantrike. 
I was recently self-diagnosed with attention deficit hyperactive disorder. I guess I've had it all my life and never knew it, which is shocking to me, really. After holding down a respectable and steady stream of 142 jobs in 25 years, who'd have guessed? I've owned 18 different automobiles, moved 110 times, burned through 12 ex-wives, 2,000 hobbies, a baker's dozen of disgusting cats, a glowing ulcer, not counting the three heart attacks, and no one's ever had a clue. That just shows you how ignorant we can all be when we don't know how to detect the signs. So finally, after 48 years, I'm self-diagnosed with having ADHD and thinking it would help control my attention and directly focus my intentions in a positive social and health-minded manner, I bought a tricycle. Not a puny little tricycle. I'm not a parking lot clown. A big Herkin Camaro Red balloon-tired, fully-equipped man-trike. It looks like a Clydesdale should be pulling it. Man-trike has three speeds. Stop, go, and stop and weighs about the same as a drunken cow stuffed full of bowling balls. That's the point. It has to completely fuck with me, keep me busy, and train me to stay focused on the task at hand, which is not poetry, or black exploitation, or judges, or scores, or the humorless. The focus is on riding the man-trike. Man-trike has a small wire basket on the front, that fits a half rack of Becks. And the big one on the back holds a 25-pound block of ice, a case of gin pipes, a boom box, and just about any roadkill that comes my way. Even with my massive hairy calves, the size and color of nitrous oxide tanks, man trike barely reaches a mile an hour, especially if I've gotten into the gin. I can gulp three triple espressos and still can't pass a curb rat without manifesting a hernia. Mantrike has a 30-foot CB antenna with a biohazard flag on top and a homemade cardboard license plate that says Dooley on it. I know, I hate vanity plates too, but it's important to me that people know about my racial heritage. I don't want to be confused with an ADHD-suffering, tricycling Scotsman. I'm as Irish as the day I was born. The Scots may be worthless, but they'll never be as worthless as the Irish will. And by the way, the Irish are through taking your shit, whoever you are. Everywhere I go on Mantrike, people look at me like I'm mentally, if not socially, retarded, plodding up the sidewalk, running stoplights at a methodical pace. But instead of screaming at me and flipping me the bird as they screech to avoid a collision with Mantrike, they grit their teeth and mumble under their breath. I carry an inflatable squishy armadillo dildo that honks like a horn if anyone gets too close. Squonk, and it wags like a sad dog. But if I do forget the pedal and accidentally stop at a green light, I've got one of those little snapping gator heads on a stick that I use to molest crosswalk pedestrians and bike messengers while I wait for the red. I can beat this thing. Forget poetry, forget black exploitation, forget judges and scores and the humorless. I have to stay focused on the tricycle ride at hand. Striking a match. Oh, looks like. 
همونسور If I have chosen to pour gasoline on myself on others on things then the promises of destruction that will have no meaning no two people shifting weed where the ash shall agree and why I struck the flame houses will be left with them people will be chosen to blame and if anything of me is not of me I will be examined I not believe for the nature of destruction is to destroy all me Striking a match holds the promise of many things. If that match sparks a flame that flares to a candle, then the smallest part of life is entrapped. With flickering boundaries, it's border. Worn up the ways of night and change In that small circle of light, vision lacks clarity, and life has the substance of and no. Two people shall agree. For the nature of flames and fire is to disappear. Striking a match holds the promise of many things. If that match falls on wood pile just so, then flame feeds fire. Light cannot help but be cast. reveal what has been yet fires by nature consume themselves or what is foolish enough to forget and no two people will survive the coolness of night when the fire dies or the hunger of the fire for the nature of being consumed is to stay till there is nothing left 
No one person can survive. In darkness. For each and all are beyond their control. In striking the match, there is a promise of so many. Einstein once said, everybody's a genius, but if you judge a fish by its ability to climb a tree, it will live its whole life believing that it is stupid. Ladies and gentlemen of the jury, today on trial we have modern day schooling. Glad you could come. Not only does he make fish climb trees, but also makes them climb down and do a 10 mile run. Tell me school, are you proud of the things you've done? Turning millions of people into robots, do you find that fun? Do you realize how many kids relate to that fish swimming upstream in class, never finding their gifts, thinking they are stupid, believing they are useless? Well, the time has come. No more excuses. I call school to the stand and accuse him of killing creativity, individuality, and being intellectually abusive. He's an ancient institution that has outlived his usage. So, Your Honor... This concludes my opening statement, and if I may present the evidence of my case, I will prove it. Proceed. Exhibit A. Here's a modern-day phone. Recognize it? Here's a phone from 150 years ago. Big difference, right? Stay with me. Here's a car from today, and here's a car from 150 years ago. Big difference, right? Well, get this. Here's a classroom of today, and here's a class we used 150 years ago. Now, ain't that a shame? In literally more than a century, nothing has changed. Yet you claim to prepare students for the future? But with evidence like that, I must ask, do you prepare students for the future or the past? I did a background check on you and let the record show that you were made to train people to work in factories, which explains why you put students in straight rows, nice and neat, tell them sit still, raise your hand if you want to speak, give them a short break to eat, and for eight hours a day, tell them what to think. Oh, and make them compete to get an A. 
a letter which determines product quality, hence grade A of meat. I get it. Back then, times were different. We all have a past. I myself am no Gandhi. But today, we don't need to make robot zombies. The world has progressed. And now we need people who think creatively, innovatively, critically, independently with the ability to connect. See, every scientist will tell you that no two brains are the same. And every parent with two or more children will confirm that claim. So please explain why you treat students like cookie cutter frames or snapback hats, giving them this one-size-fits-all crap. Watch your language. Sorry, Your Honor. But if a doctor prescribed the exact same medicine to all of his patients, the results would be tragic. So many people would get sick, yet when it comes to school, this is exactly what happens. This educational malpractice where one teacher stands in front of 20 kids, each one having different strengths, different needs, different gifts, different dreams, and you teach the same thing the same way? That's horrific. Ladies and gentlemen, the defendant should not be acquitted. This may be one of the worst criminal offenses ever to be committed. And let's mention the way you treat your employees. Objection. Overruled. I want to hear this. It's a shame. I mean, teachers have the most important job on the planet, yet they're underpaid? No wonder so many students are short-changed. Let's be honest. Teachers should earn just as much as doctors because a doctor can do heart surgery and save the life of a kid, but a great teacher can reach the heart of that kid and allow him to truly live. See, teachers are heroes that often get blamed, but they're not the problem. They work in a system without many options or rights. Curriculums are created by policymakers, most of which have never taught a day in their life just obsessed with standardized tests. They think bubbling in a multiple choice question will determine success. That's outlandish. In fact, these tests are too crude to be used and should be abandoned, but don't take my word for it. Take Frederick J. Kelly, the man who invented standardized testing, who said, and I quote, these tests are too crude to be used and should be abandoned. Ladies and gentlemen of the jury, if we continue down this road, the results will be lethal. I don't have much faith in school, but I do have faith in people. And if we can customize health care, cars, and Facebook pages, then it is our duty to do the same for education, to upgrade and change and do away with school spirit, because that's useless. Unless we're working to bring the spirit out of each and every student, that should be our task. No more common core. Instead, let's reach the core of every heart in every class. Sure, math is important, but no more than art or dance. Let's give every gift an equal chance. I know this sounds like a dream, but countries like Finland are doing impressive things. They have shorter school days. Teachers make a decent wage. Homework is non-existent, and they focus on collaboration instead of competition. But here's the kicker, boys and girls. Their educational system outperforms every other country in the world. Other places like Singapore are succeeding rapidly. Schools like Montessori, programs like Khan Academy, there is no single solution. But let's get moving. Because while students may be 20% of our population, they are 100% of our future. So let's attend to their dreams. And there's no telling what we can achieve. This is a world in which I believe. A world where fish are no longer forced to climb trees. I rest my case. Hey guys, my name is Prince EA and I want to... I love it. Me too. I'm so guys, we are sure having Yeah, we're having some really big tech issues right now. 
it looks like we only have a couple of lines coming into the studio. Um, is anyone able to get through it all yet? I have tried calling on my work phone. Like, I can hear the show, but it doesn't seem like the number pops up on the show. board. So I can't really there... tell if people are able to get through or if they're raising their hands or not. Okay. Is there any callers on the line right now? Can you see anybody? Um, I see you, me, and I see Noreen still on. Um, she never hung up after she came on and read but I have not seen anybody new since that blip, so I can't really tell. So it's just you, me, and Noreen? What it looks like on the board for me. Okay. All right, so... Hmm. Decisions, decisions. No amount of wild clicking seems to be fixing it. I can start pounding on the the keyboard like a Neanderthal, but uh, I'm not going to cross my fingers for that one. (laughs) I want to see you banging on the keyboard. Every time I've asked you to to host for me when I've had some, this last couple of times, this has been your biggest fear, is that something would happen. And... Um, Check chat has uh, tech support has check the tech support updated you yet? Check your chat. I don't see anything new in there. Oh, boy. Same last right. message from my chat nothing new from them. Okay. Oh, boy. Uh, if there is anybody on the line with your hand raised, I'm sorry. I can't tell. All right. So I just put some instructions in our chat. Okay. Send that message to tech support for me. Okay. Check our chat. Welcome to the Speakeasy Cafe, where you can hear us do tech support. Oh, yeah. Did you check our <laughs> chat? Answer my question. I, I did. I did. Um, same thing for timestamp there. Facebook Messenger. Facebook Messenger. Does not show the... Check your Facebook Messenger. I just sent you a message to send a text support. Where do ah. you think our chat is? Just Bob? Oh, I thought you were talking. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We're professionals, folks. Yes. Totally right. So do me a favor tomorrow. and refresh refresh the board. Okay. Uh, well, I do see one person in with their hand up now, so let's try it. Uh, five eight five. You are on the air. <laughs> Oh. 
silk-suited blue devil back. <laughs> he done slicked his hair back. Went and bought himself a strap and a long black Cadillac. Oh, his how when he moans, he plays sour notes that grumble on broken guitar strings that he really done bent too far. Blues poem. Mm. I, that was so I, you know, we probably could just go like round robin. <laughs> <laughs> Except for. Except for I'm sitting at the base of Bohemia Mountain right now on location, co-hosting. Oh, boy. Christopher, however, oh. is in the studio. So we're just the peons now, huh? <laughs> 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 on, so me, I, don't, I, don't, I don't have my nose in your business all the time. I've spent the last week, I mean, you might as well know because everyone else has, I spent the last Mountains in my underwear panning gold. <laughs> okay. Why do you have to Adeline. do it in your underwear? <laughs> no lie. Honest truth. If I try to pan gold with my pants on, my pants get wet. It's much easier to get in the creek without my pants on. Well, that, you know, get wet because you feel that you're close to the gold. Never mind. <laughs> Never mind. <laughs> Oh, what a perfect way to end the show. You are oh, always my uh-huh. star. You are my star, Mr. Curry. Oh, goodness. <laughs> uh, I don't know, man. I, I really, really, really wasn't going to read anything. I was like, I said, I got to do this show. I got to be up in the studio till probably 1 o'clock or so in the morning. Ew. And, uh, wow. I said, I just go ahead and uh, listen in for a while. But. Well, do you have another one you can read? But, of course, it was called. (laughs) Listen, you you know, you say you're a poet, you're a poet all the time. All the time. You always have something. You should, right? Mm -hmm. Mm Mm-hmm. The first. Evil. I went in uh, 39 to the penal farm. They took me in 1940. I went to the camps. Said I stole the horse. Give me 10 years. They took over my shop. Everything I owned. We had greens from the side of the road. I lost 60 pounds. Killed the boy over a stale cracker. I killed the boy for messing with me. Got no time. I held the man's hand as his eyes rolled back and his life left. I saw a man tore apart by the tracking dogs. Our women were sent to the pleasure houses for the soldiers. We picked cotton, corn, and cane. They took our hair, gold teeth, and skin. I lost my left arm in the heartless machine. My my toes fell off from gangrene, frostbite, no shoes. I got out in 59, tied right onto another farm. Russians got us out. All my family was gone. 
Them places was a mess, wasn't it? Yes, they were, my friend. Angola, Sabrina, Sugar Land, Dachau, Parchment, Auschwitz. Wasn't they about as bad as bad could be? Yes, my friend. They were the purest people. Holy shit. That that was beyond any words I can say. Wow. That well, was incredible, Doug. It's a simple comparison that the the death camps of Nazi regime are comparable to the southern penal farms where people mm-hmm. got arrested trying to pick the crop. Mm-hmm. In fact the Nazi the Nazis studied and modeled their persecution of the Jews after the treatment of black people here. That's what they mm-hmm. looked at to see how to, what it was they were gonna do. So we I guess taught them well, but it was right. quite a good example. All right. Hmm. Uh, All right, baby. Tell everyone how to find you so you can get back to your work. Well, yeah, that's fine. My name is Doug Curry on uh, Facebook as Douglas Curry. And poetry appears on allpoetry.com under the name of Manchild, M-A-N-C-H-I-L-L-B, 99, Manchild, 99, on uh, allpoetry.com. On the radio, Friday nights from 9 to mid Eastern Time at WRUR.org. The name of the program is Blacks and Blues. Blacks and Blues. And we heard some of your blues. Well, actually, I'm, a, I'm about to record the show that will air in Chicago this Saturday night, normally from uh, 10 to 11 Central Time. This time it's going to be from 10 to midnight Central Time. And the name of the program, again, is Black and Blues, and it's on from 10 on on Saturday night at WDCB.org. And so I invite everybody to come along. I'm sorry I didn't get to hear anyone read because I tried to get you to do it, but you wouldn't. (laughs) (laughs) I like tigers best because tigers are best dressed. Big stripes stand out bold, big stripes of black and gold. That was the first poem I ever wrote. Well, there you go. There you go. There you it's go. going to be hard to top. Keep trying. I read. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Doug, I love you so dearly. You are amazing. You're an incredible right. talent, and I'm just so fangirl on you, and I appreciate you. Thank you. All right, love. Everybody take care, and we'll uh, hopefully we have a better technical situation next week because I'd love to hear some other people, but uh, I enjoyed being here now. I know. So, I mean, even tech problems always turn out fun. We we. We don't always do it pretty, but we always do it. <laughs> Unless you just want to be a drag, and who wants to do that? You know? Right. <laughs> you yeah. better, better figure it out and bring it with you. <laughs> <laughs> right. All right, sweetheart. We'll talk somebody, to you next week, honey. Somebody might, watch it. somebody might be watching, and they might say, well, shit, I don't want to be around them ever. <laughs> <laughs> that could very well be. Okay. Babe. All right, hon. Take care. You too. Bye-bye, sweetheart. 
So, Christopher, uh, fun night? Yes, ma'am. See, your biggest fear uh, was technical uh, issues, and you got through it, and it was awesome, and it was fun, and, you know, there's there's yeah, no uh, pretentiousness here <laughs> at all, is there? <laughs> this is true. Uh, yeah. We've got a good group of poets. We've got a good group of listeners. I've always felt very comfortable with the people here. Mhm. Me too. That's why I've been here so long. So why don't you pick out a track to end the show with, and tell everybody good night. Mm-hmm. Good night, everybody. I'm going back up on the mountain, and uh, we'll um, see you next week. I'm gonna go with one of the tracks from Yeah, one of the first tracks I heard on the first show that I called into. This is gonna be Maxwell Kepler with the story of Big Ben Tunnel. Good night, everybody. Perfect. Good night, everyone. Well, post-Civil War, who do you think they call upon to turn the ash back to brick? No, sir. You don't need chains to keep a man his place. A few coins do you just fine. But when they promised us land for our work, we heard freedom. So we picked up spikes and shovels, followed that railroad wherever we were told to place it. Our job was to see the mountains of West Virginia as clay. Some of us died squinting so hard, especially out there in the Big Bend Tunnel. We drove more than a mile deep into them hills. The only light we had was the one hitting our backs. That is, had not been for Mr. John Henry. With a hammer in his hands, John had arms like dynamite-tipped bullwhips, fireflies bursting across his kneecaps. His slam sounded like bullets coming fresh out of a revolver. Hammerheads glowing like lanterns, so hot they melted the air a dark red. But John's voice was as holy as the blue breeze crawling up that tunnel to kiss our cheeks. Ain't no freedom in this work, brother. Freedom's when the clock runs out. When the only thing pushing against you was the wind, your daughter's hands, or your lover's lips. John always liked to talk about Polly Ann like that. Truest woman I ever met. She used to always tease him, say he wasn't working hard enough. <laughs> but we knew she'd come down to the tracks wearing her finest blue dress just so she could watch the rain dripping off of his chest. John, the preacher of sweat, sermon of crash. Whenever he saw one of us falling, his voice would ring out like church bells. Stand up, son! These rocks ain't shackles! Just a whole lot of dust that don't know it apart ways when it sees our footsteps. He even made Captain Tommy want to pick up a hammer. Skinny-armed white man, dog bark, throat, dog heart yelling, Good God, Mr. Henry! Be careful now! What if them walls come caving in? Well, John just sing right back, I'll just lift this mountain with my hammer, Lord, Lord, crumble this here rock with my hand. In fact, the only time I heard John stop singing was when the steam drill come. Man, Mr. George, he called himself, sitting high and mighty on this soft, soft seat, surrounded by all matter of levers and iron, sticking out like jail bars, machine bigger than most of our houses, and he stepped down, his skin pale, like it never learned how to sweat. He walked right up to Captain Tommy and said, I got me a machine here, twice as efficient as them lazy niggers you got driving steel. If you give me some money, you can send all the work donkeys home. I wanted to scrape my calluses against his silky skin, peel off the husk so he could feel what it's like to bleed. But John stepped between us and quietly said, I got a better idea. I never really heard of John being a gambling man, but when he said he needed a shaker, I was the first one to step forward. Now in the tunnel, 
Black dust clouds forming overhead. Every smack, pebbles and rock shards ripping by my ears into the air pocket of John's elbows. Every lift, his muscles swelled up. Blood glowing through his skin, the color of molten iron. I couldn't even see that steam engine. Turn his clock shatter, breathing down my neck. But John's voice rang out. Come on, shaker! Spin that steel! Steady hands now, brother! We got a steam drill to put to shame! He swung so hard and so fast that the sparks stuck to his hammer, arc like lightning bolts when he pulled back. The sound of air splitting shot out down the tunnel like an echo of a storm against the valley. Blew Tommy's hat clean off, wrapped around Polly Ann's neck like a whisper. And I used to think that only God could make thunder. Now when it was all said and done, John had drilled two seven-foot tunnels, one with each arm, and that steam engine man only had one. Nine feet to off fourteen, but when John's veins had cooled off, his body hardened up. Hart couldn't find enough room to keep beating against the anvil of his chest with only the strength of whisper. He motioned over to Polly Ann and said, The hammer crash was my first taste of God, the shatter of rock, proof that our hands gave us a choice. I'm sorry for what I had to do. Polly Ann kissed his cheek, watched his eyes drag backwards. Mrs. George would step over his body, pull out his purse and say, Well, machine's still for sale, Tommy, unless you've got another monster like John Henry just lying around. Well, Polly Ann leapt up screaming, Listen here, Mr. Business Suit, Mr. Fabric Arms and Shiny Fingernails. Last I checked, I got hands. Just like John Henry had hands. Just like every man or woman here got hands. And ain't no steam engine could brew a storm like the fury pouring out of these palms. And with one arm, she swung that 20-pound hammer over her head and slammed the steel spike straight into that track. Good as any man. Blue dress whipping in the hurricane wind of her hips. Lightning pouring out of her pupils. Mr. George just stared right back. Silent, like he could smell the rain coming. <laughs>